Um, hey, what's up, y'all? I'm Monica. And I'm Carly. And this is... And I'm and this Kevin. Is- oh, I'm sorry. Ouch. Oh, shit. I'm using that. Oh, I'm so- oh God. <laughs> made this episode he's such a novice it's kind of embarrassing we you know we brought him in to just kind of like you know have him test the waters with podcasts and just like yep yep yep. see how he does and so just give him give him a break you remember the tasmanian devil from the (laughs) cartoons um i could never forget i I had him in pen form and if you pushed it down hard on the paper he would spin like a top it was amazing Mm. Now I would Inception say, and, and this is something people have said about me. This isn't me giving myself a nickname, but I'm kind of the Tasmanian <laughs> devil of podcasting. I do come on other people's podcasts and sort of fuck and shit just, up in a real meaningful way. We love it and mm. kind of create chaos that's like funny and hilarious, and and it's cool. Chaos, Kevin. When things don't go right. Mm, chaos, Kevin. I, I like that. Um, that's a good all one. Right, let's wow. get into our. This fact is check. cool because this is like this Zoom call can also double function as your snl audition reel exactly yeah we just submit yep. every yep, episode yep, yep, yep. to mm. to lauren michaels directly but yeah our two <laughs> fact checks are, are very are very tiny and kind of sad um yeah so kevin we, we fact checked the last episode because we make a lot of errors yeah we mess up a lot and also the first fact check is a little bit of a bummer so we're about to hit a little yeah. mood shift here oh, sorry this is a good well, policy i like turn. this i like um, the oh, good. idea Thank you, you can keep yourselves so, accountable Yes. Right. And it also gives people an opportunity to yell at us, which we find, I think, that the people need. Yeah. You hold space for that. That's beautiful. So Mm -hmm. first fact check. Last episode, I was talking about my great aunt who just passed away. Not funny, but she did live a very long, wonderful life. Um, Mm -hmm. But I said I couldn't remember if she had Alzheimer's or dementia. And it was, in fact, Alzheimer's. Alzheimer's and her funeral was today and my mom sent me a picture and everyone was wearing like really bright colors because that's what she asked for and it was really sweet so we can dedicate this little episode to her that's really sweet love it well Carly would you like to formally intro our chaotic guest I would chaos Kevin let's go Kevin T. Porter, the producer of hit podcasts, Gilmore Guys, Maisel Goys, and Good Christian Fun. He is the visionary baker behind Kevin Bacon, that's B-A-K-A-I-N, and may be best known as the guy dancing on top of a car at a gas station in the viral video following the 2020 Ah. election. Yes. Oh, that's so nice and very sweet given that I just now realized that you wrote that because I (laughs) forgot to send in my bio. Half the time (laughs) they don't send it to us and we write it. It's fine. (laughs) It's fun. It's fun to research. But we always ask because sometimes when they write it, they write, they make it funny. I think it was Brock said that um, he goes, I'm a comedian because I like screaming at people or something. Or no. That that made me laugh. Oh, he goes, I also do stand up because I find that some of my jokes ring better when screaming screamed or something like that yes yes something like that that's true sometimes <laughs> jokes hit different sometimes you gotta way. scream it it's strong it hit that's different strong. like gen z says yeah. a gen we're all a part of <laughs> we're all y'all someone from work i think maybe implied that i was part of gen z and i got very angry 
That can't be true. <laughs> I know. It's not. <laughs> I don't think Gen Z will listen to a podcast ever. I know. <laughs> I think, I think podcasts They just like are, live in TikTok. Yeah. Like, podcasts what will be, be like what TikTok? radio is to us. Yeah, exactly. They're going to be like such old school. Also, uh, our sound editor is a Gen Z, but I don't think he'll take it True. out on the episode. We should we be kind to him. But he does make fun of me for like weird millennial shit that I do, apparently. Mm-hmm. Millennials Get- be like. Well, yeah. and this was such a, a flag, right. a banner week for millennials on, at least on my timeline, getting mad at Gen Z for disliking certain things yeah. and not doing certain things. We have things. extensively getting- discussed the skinny jean debate on this mm-hmm. show. Um but we've definitely beat that horse dead. But I did now yes. see that millennials are trying to make like these revenge videos on TikTok, and those did look pretty painful. Okay. Mm. And all the Gen Zers were what? like, okay. stop. I don't, all the things that they say aren't cool now. And I'm like, guys, just don't care. Just don't care about just it. Just stop yeah. caring. They're children. So, like, <laughs> stop caring about their opinions. They're like, I, I actually had some like Gen Z adjacent, like millennial nostalgia thoughts while watching this show today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. That's true. Tell us. Yeah. yeah tell let's us hear your, about it. You know, well, yeah. Tell us your relationship uh, with the show. Yes. Well, thank you. I thought you'd never ask. <laughs> right. The show, I. I remember watching a little bit of when it was first on, and of course when it came out, was it, the premiere year was what, 2006? Seven. Yes, say. sir. Or six. Correct. Just six. Um, <laughs> and so that was like senior year of high school, beginning of college for me, and I remember watching a little bit of it, and then not. But I went to school in University of Texas in Austin, so they shot, as you guys have talked about, I'm sure, most, if not all of the show in Austin and surrounding areas. They also shot a good deal of it in San Marcos, where you can find mm-hmm. Texas State University. And, yep, yep. and so while they were shooting it, there would often be extras calls, like, you know, big old casting calls for like, hey, we're doing a football game and we yeah. need X amount of people for the stadium. They shot at the Texas Stadium at UT. Uh, that was right outside of my Jester dorm there for a while. So, so this was all happening while I was not watching the show. I think my... Just television consumption and movie consumption really took a dive in in college. There's yeah. like a what did chunk I of my life where I was watching. Well, because oh, there to wasn't me, Netflix. Well, there right. was Netflix, but it was envelopes. Right, right, right. I so mean, there, there wasn't, wasn't streaming like streaming Netflix. Netflix. Yes. So I was an original. You know, we've talked about red pillars. I'm sure <laughs> on this show before. Well, I was you a know, red we enveloper. About too much. <laughs> <laughs> I I had the original Netflix subscription where you get three in the mail at a time but then i also was an original blockbuster video subscriber too boy. blockbuster Ooh. video they tried their to, subscription yeah plan. we didn't have and that they, subscription they were so close they could have bought netflix for 60 million dollars back in yep. the day and they said no it's an unbelievable story of hubris and pride yep. so i had both of those and i watched so much tv and movies from pretty much ages 12 to 16, 17. And then for college, I dropped off and then I really didn't get back on the saddle of like watching stuff on a regular basis until I came back, came back, until I came out (laughs) here to LA, to Los Angeles. And then especially like when I moved into my own place and got my own TV and stuff and I didn't have to like share living room time and and all that. Um, But so there was a good chunk where like while Friday Night Lights was in production, I was not watching it. Yeah, interesting. What happened is when I came out to LA, I caught up on it. I think when it started 
streaming on Netflix for the first time. Now it's on Hulu or Peacock. Both. And Both. I saw Both. a bunch of friends of mine who were extras. Where it's yeah. like, wait, isn't that oh. Lauren that I took 305 with? And then like my acting teacher was in an episode in the first season as like a speaking role. And, and so, that. and then I, it was like spotting different locations and places that I like went to uh, yeah. when, when I was in college. And of course, like yeah, the show a lot itself of downtown is downtown Austin. A lot of downtown Austin, yes. Which now I think would be unrecognizable to me. Yeah, most of the, the places amount. have changed. It's so sad. Even this week, as of recording this, Austin Alamo Draft House just announced that their downtown I location. Saw, did you closed. see that they got bought out though? I know. All they of did. Alamo. What's that? Like all like Alamo just got bought. Yeah. The Alamo bought. The Alamo Draft House. The Al- wow. No, the historic I- <laughs> location. The Alamo bought the yes, Alamo Draft House. Bought I bought the, the Alamo house. Draft House. For, oh, okay. um, no, like the entire no, company but they're gonna just survive. got bought. I yeah. know they're going to survive. I'm just saying that it's a really unique chain and it's it might really change. As a yeah. Alamo attender, or well, I haven't been Tendee. in a, a year. <laughs> attendee. <laughs> attendee was right there. It's very yeah, common. You, you had I it. had it in my head and then I was like, doesn't sound right. right. It was right. Wait, so Kevin, are you from are you from Texas? I am from Texas. I grew up in Houston. Houston. And I went to school okay. in Austin. I don't I have my brother still lives in Dallas, but I haven't been to Texas in Two or three years? I, I don't really have a reason to go back. Well, I guess my Does brother. Your family I haven't seen my brother in four years. Oh, <laughs> 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 oh wait, forgot about him. That is true. Uh, we and we have, have the best relationship in our family right now. Yeah, <laughs> We all have brothers that we haven't seen for a full presidential <laughs> term. <years>. It's fine. <laughs> I know. It's great to exaggerate the effects of the pandemic of like, man, I just missed my brother. I haven't seen him in four years. It's like <laughs> the pandemic. Four years. <laughs> Yeah, you know, pandemic. Uh, what can I say? You know, it's been going on for four years. I know, years, right? I'm always like, but I haven't I, hung um, out with friends in like three years. People are like... <laughs> <laughs> I have such a soft spot for the show, though, because it does reflect, even in Houston, which is a little bit different than the fictional town that Dylan is supposed to sort of represent. But mm-hmm. Houston is very big and sprawling. There's a bunch of different cities in Houston yes. at the same time. So... A lot of the experience and a lot of the types and archetypes of the characters on the show rang so authentic, even in watching it for the very first time, however many years ago. And I really appreciated that the show was such an uncondescending look at Southern, I guess Southern adjacent culture because it's Mm -hmm. Texas, but just Texan culture. It's so easy. Yeehaw, satellite, you know, it's just any television show or film that's made about it. It's either... A western, or I guess the last picture show. Um, <laughs> it's usually, be, but even that's like a podunk little town in that. Totally, movie, the what we right, right. said a couple times on the show is just that it's so common in media in general to see Texas specifically, but also just the South. They rep like they showcase all the things that we hated about Texas, and in like <laughs> such derogatory or like pejorative ways. But Friday Night Lights somehow was able to make a show about the things that we loved about growing up in Texas mm-hmm, and like mm-hmm, yeah. people from Texas connect to it emotionally, which I feel like is pretty rare in how the South is usually depicted in television. And I had, I had my, I, I was not involved in any athletic, despite my build, 
<laughs> and what it looks like. I was not involved in many athletics. It's yeah, actually shocking. kind of a misleading build that I have, and mm-hmm. I have to dispel mm-hmm. that. I'm sorry, you have to bear that. To, thank you. Yeah. And I appreciate it's tough your to be mis- misunderstood automatically. It yeah. is. But my sister and my brother were both involved in soccer, basketball, baseball. And so even though it wasn't football, it was all sports adjacent. Sports was so fundamental and central, even growing up in, in Houston, in Kingwood, yeah. which is the suburbs a little bit north of Houston. And so the the t- Buddy Garrity, I knew 12 Buddy Garrity's. Yep. <laughs> I knew 20 Coach Taylor's. Yep. I knew 20 Tammy Taylor's. And I knew like all the rest. Those were all so connected to the place that I grew up in any ways I don't I don't know like some of this stuff is especially in season two some of it's like plug and play high school teen drama stuff and then some of it aesthetically watching it again today because I I have not seen the show in like nine or ten years but watching it again it's shot on 16 millimeter film not 35 millimeter it's hella grainy Mm -hmm. yeah and just like so warm and the way they shoot it i was also struck by the amount of like extreme close-ups in the oh, show that are it. just like not in in most tv shows but the right. feeling of even the aesthetics and even in a subpar season or maybe episode like this are so tender to yeah. me and so warm and inviting mm-hmm. and it feels so much like compassion and empathy and love when you have like just showing the face of an actress like Luann Stevens or Glenn Morsher, who plays Landry's father on the show. Those oh, are so Texas fans, especially Luann. I, I met Luann a couple oh, years back. Oh. Yeah, I met her at the ATX Festival in 2015. Oh, I interviewed awesome. her for some weird red carpet thing. And then afterwards, she said, can we get a picture together? I was like, yeah, oh sure, okay. And so she took, a, she had her husband take a picture of us. That's the and then she, she said, what's your number? I'm going to text this to you. So somewhere oh, in my phone, I have a little subtle Stevens. way to get your digits. Yeah, classic. Yeah, no, I, I, I got the feeling they were looking for a third. I was so down, <laughs> but I got a little shy and nervous, so I never followed right. up. Right, right. I love that, though. The, but yeah, those kind so of things. In. Yes, yeah. and, and even the way... Saracen speaks. Yeah. Where it's like kind of a drawl and almost a stutter, almost an impediment. Yeah. There were so many shy, athletic, internal boys like that that I knew growing up. Monica's looking for one right now. Excuse me? (laughs) You're looking for a shy internal boy? She's a team map. Can we do a, Matt, a screen share with a hinge profile and, and, and do a little uh, <laughs> doctoring do a little, uh, session? Little yeah. yeah. Punch up the profile. I don't think profile. I want a shy internal boy just to broadcast that, but I am team Shy Matt. internal yeah, you, athletic boy. I mean, yeah, do you want an internal? You don't even talk about what I'm internal looking for. Anything? <laughs> you said, you, Monica, you said you liked that he was artsy as well as football-y which True. means he's gonna be but that is internal weird that is just in the context of Ryan at lights though sure. like gotcha, i want to gotcha. be the internal artsy one of the two mm-hmm, i think mm-hmm, mm-hmm. anyway okay but to move on i'm getting red in the face mm-hmm. <laughs> yes yes monica's <laughs> blushing so we're gonna move on let's get into blushing. our imdb synopsis synopsis yes of this week's episode man mm-hmm. it feels is like it coming back home for me right now right? This is like a, <laughs> it's like i'm watching a, a band cover a song i wrote i'm just kidding <laughs> you're like yeah <laughs> but we also talk about your podcast all the time um, is that true and embarrassing amount. <laughs> a lot of that like i almost did you know we got you canceled listen to episodes <gasps> what gilmore guys doesn't exist anymore wait what do you mean it, stop 
It has ceased to be. We You're have kidding. stopped putting out episodes for like four years. Oh, well, well we know that. <laughs> but you were canceled. <laughs> you we were ca- no, know, we were canceled. Like, off the network. So you, like, you no, the like, network executive said, happened? this show sucks ass. Get you have to here. stop it. Yeah. Right. Well, then, Monica, we need to <laughs> reevaluate. I know. Hey, never meet your hero podcast. <laughs> 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 this is so disgusting. Love it. Okay, let's get into it. Our IMDb let's synopsis for this week's episode, Are You Ready for Friday Night? is Matt takes it upon himself to try to curb Smash's enthusiasm for the upcoming season. Mm. Larry Davis. <laughs> That's what I was thinking of. I was like, what does that phrase sound like to me? Clear eyes, Fox, and get a loose. Oh, I would love a Larry David cameo in the FNL. Right. Tim, he just comes to a game and like wreaks havoc. Tim turns to Lila when he spots his brother leaving his neighbor's house. Jason turns his attention on Mexico in an effort to walk again. Buddy turns oh to Coach Taylor to convince him to return as coach of the Panthers. It's not the worst movie dude has ever done. It's not. Yeah, we don't have the luxury of the Netflix synopses. We have to go to, to IMDb. Well, you could do the Hulu synopses, right? We could, but we... really short. Yeah. And the IMDb ones are well, just really bad. read so them slowly. <laughs> right. And <laughs> then... <laughs> uh, Season yeah. two. Okay, now we mm. have nostalgia, I think, for the writer's strike. Right? Yes. That was at the oh, end of 100%. season one, though. Well, but it affected season two. It still affected. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. It, I don't think it was at the end of season one. I think it was, I, maybe it happened oh. when se- at the end of season one well, aired. Well, this but... aired, this episode aired October 19th, 2007. Yeah, it's, t- it's yeah, it's 2007, 2008. That's when, yeah. around the time yeah. the writer's strike happened. So the writer's strike was when all the set, or the WGA writers struck struck striked Stracked. to for like better residuals for streaming and home video stuff in the year 2007 and the result of which is shows just no longer had writers including yeah. late night shows and so the daily show the colbert report the tonight show conan they all did their shows without writers just like uh what do you guys want to talk about <laughs> but then that included scripted shows like friday night lights uh it included pushing daisies that when oh, pushing yeah. daisies finally came back from the hiatus that the writer strike created the ratings were so low that it got canceled. It affected Lost that. that was supposed to have like a 13 episode season or and 15 it was so and good. then they got like nine Pushing and then they came back always... and they had to make it up. Pushing Daisies ruled. That it was, was such great. a good show. It was show. always on like yeah. after Scrubs or something. I can't remember why I watched it. The facts were these. Young <laughs> Ned, the pie maker. So that's oh, on man. HBO Max now. People can watch Ooh. that. Ooh, and one fun. of the casualties of the writer's strike was yes this season of fnl yes. which was truncated from the original 22 episode order to 15 mm-hmm. and yeah. maybe this is the rare exception in which it might have been good that the writer's strike occurred mm, because I, it did yeah. end up letting them do a this hard reboot insane. for <laughs> season the, uh, this episode monica <laughs> the whole gd season is not so pajutso like this is some it riverdale is, shit landry i know the guy I know, but streets but going so to get far, shark blood in Mexico. I know we're on the brink of the crazy because the first two episodes are definitely <laughs> crazy, Wait, like but Saracen this one and just hit. No, oh yeah, man. me too. We're just doing Spanglish again. Everyone saw Spanglish in 2004, right? And they're done that. Yeah, they had I just love done you, that. Carlotta. 
I love you. I love you, Carly. And uh, I just thought you would do the laundry. Do my laundry. She's like, I'm not a maid. <laughs> Seems like everyone else's clothes are clean except Unreal. for mine. Unreal. Right. Wait, <laughs> I, have a, I have a Julie Taylor impression that I'd like to debut right now. Yes, if, oh, if yes please, 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 please. Okay, ask me any yes or no question. Have you right ever now. driven into a mailbox? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think you need a little more shutters to it. halting way uh, yeah, yeah, of uh, speaking. Yeah. Like there's yeah. a, uh, yeah. Uh, it's because uh, she's like no, trying no to about add character yeah. to her character and she's just like and doing a none. bad um stutter that she apparently but Amy, we wish you the best from we, matt we do miss mm-hmm. tea garden i i did that reminds me of um i listened to recently where alice wetterland does her impersonation of april where oh it was gosh, like ask yes. me yesterday question. she's like okay <laughs> Oh, that's right. Oh, Kills my gosh. Me. I mean, how long has it been since I thought about April? <laughs> Earlier today for me, because I'm in season seven of Gilmore Girls. April is Ay. coming. Oh, my gosh. April She's voluntarily coming. watching season seven I, know, I was I just bitching about it to Monica last night. You were. You're like, oh, I'm back. I'm like, I know. Just push through. Push through. Because I left it on while I worked this week, which I normally don't do, but I was just, I needed a little serotonin this week. Um, it is interesting the the watching habits that the pandemic is is bringing on all of us. So many yes, people deep nostalgia. watching or rewatching or watching for the first time The Sopranos or Mad Men, yes. some of the, like mm. the classic Golden Era stuff, or even checking yep. out The Wire. I know not a single soul that's like, I gotta check out Game of Thrones now, baby. Like Game of Thrones is <laughs> not a part of the curriculum for anybody. <laughs> nope. But I finally watched for, The Crown in quarantine, which was The Crown awesome. starring Gillian Anderson. <laughs> Wait, Monica's got a great one. All right. Ready? We have just won the war. <laughs> That's good. That's very good. That's very good. I love that. Love one. and respect to Miss Anderson, who was dating yes. uh, the creator of The Crown and had to thank him in her acceptance speech, I even though they broke that. up. Yeah. Yes. I didn't know about that. Peter Morgan. Well, did you hear about the Morgan? So I heard the that they were dating um, and that it ended sourly. Mm. It ended quite sourly. <laughs> it ended quite sourly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Well, let's get into it. Right. Season two. Let's do some. T- I mean, what else two, is there to two. talk about with this episode? I think we we <laughs> I got took it. So many notes that I highlighted. Stuff. Yeah, Monica got new highlighters. She's very excited about. Yes. Wow. Yes. Just looking at your notes like that just threw gave me such high school vibes. <laughs> right. Right. All right. Let's do some Texas things. Let's do it. There's music. Yes. Okay, what was what were your Texas notes? So, Kevin, this is where we mm. debrief on what was the most Texasy in the episode. Okay. Yes. I also liked how you said debrief. 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 It's the British you me pronunciation. A debrief. Yes. I mean, asking someone to go to church with them was pretty Texas. I literally <laughs> my only note in this section is just yep. church. And then I have Matt Sunburn. That's all I have. We're done. Who do you think is the worst actor on this show? Mm. I kind of Amy Teagarden. I think that's yeah. probably true. Uh, yeah. I think that's probably true. Yeah. I think she but has her moments. She has moments where she like she does sends it. 
but they're pretty few and far between, in my opinion. I, She's a little Alexis Bledelli. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I could see yeah. that fully. Right? I yeah. will say, rewatching this again for the first time in like eight years, and I thought this at the time, but even more so now, and they didn't even have that many scenes together in this one, the energy that Britton and Chandler manifest as a married couple in this show, I think is God tier transcendent unbelievable it's acting insane. it's something yes. i've never seen in any tv show or movie before where it is what a marriage feels like truly thank as you as someone who's been yes. married four times i yes. know all three of us <laughs> speaking as married right. people we've been through multiple right. marriages yeah no i totally it is agree, so though. tough and hard-earned and tender <laughs> yes, and sweet and uncompromising and especially i think when britain gets angry mm-hmm. at mm-hmm. um a little teabagging. What's your name? Amy. Uh, Julie. Amy. Julie. That's what I mean to say. Excuse me. <laughs> uh, when she gets mad at little Julie, especially in season one, when she sees yes. her buying the condoms for the first That's time. That's one of our favorite Tammy moments. I think yes. about that. You are not, not infrequently to have sex. To have right. sex that I sort think of thing. About I told it you all the time. Wait, I told you guys um, I talked to them one time, right? No, tell to us. To Chandler and Britain. <gasps> I, I swore I wouldn't mention it. So I worked at the the um, on-campus television station at University of Texas. And because there were so many film things happening in Texas mm-hmm. at the time, and it was on the rise, and South that by was, just yeah, started. Austin we would, was just like becoming a hotspot for, yeah. So we would get credentialed for these events that we should not be credentialed <laughs> for. It's just student, <laughs> essentially public access television. Right. So one of them was the Texas... I think it was the Texas Film Hall of Fame or the Texas Television Hall of Fame or something. And they're like, okay, it's a red carpet. Here's all the people that are coming down. And there was three of us and we were filming stuff for the station. And there's a list of celebs. And so some of us, some of them were like, okay, I'll take that one. I'll take Brendan Fraser. I'll take Thomas Hayden Church. And I was like, I don't care. I'll, I just want to take all the FNL people. Yeah. So yes. I talked to, um, remind me, the actor who plays Buddy Garrity. What's Bradley, his name? Bradley Lind. I talked to Bradley Lind. I t- yep. I'm sure he was a delight. Good grief. He was a delight. <laughs> yes. Um, talked to Chandler and I talked to Britton. And I, I tell it. you what, lo- looking at Kyle Chandler in the eyes, I still, it's like burned I would be into intimidated. me. He's so handsome. He's it was so unbelievable. Britton was brain. gorgeous, obviously. But Chandler right. was just like, uh, uh, and, and uh, I was like all of 17 at the time interviewing <laughs> these like Titan uh, 17 or 18 like a, like I a almost little did. girl they were yeah. so nice I asked Connie Britton Aww. about like on the West Wing your character's name was Connie what about that like it's such embarrassing <laughs> footage um, yeah, I don't know where it exists now, but, but they were very that. nice and very sweet. And they, and they seemed, I think they have, I don't know. I haven't read too many like extra textual interviews with Chandler and Britton about it, but you know, I know they for have sure. A super like, close as as, relationship. And it feels like there's a genuine pride, especially cause Chandler lives out there, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I yeah. think there's like a genuine pride they had in. Totally. Well, you know how they got to know each other before filming this is that they drove from L.A. to Austin together. That was like their idea of like how to establish intimacy. I know. That's so cute. That rules. That is the coolest thing I've ever heard. They're like, let's just road trip together, get to know each other. Not just like rehearsals, like, I don't know, let's run over stuff at the apartment that we're staying. Right. Let's go on a freaking 10 hour road show, like 20 hour road. Are you kidding me? I know. Oh, my Lord. Man. They're the king and the queen. By the way, I want... I'm I'm kind of 
with Kyle Chandler in particular, he's kind of like what I think has happened with Aaron Paul after mm. after Breaking Bad, where after I'm like, Bad? Yeah. oh, this is gonna be this is our guy, this is the new guy, and then and then Chandler. Did, has done some really great supporting role work. Yeah. But overall, he's very selective. I feel like he, yeah. but he hasn't, hasn't delivered on the potential of his post FNL career I at think, all. And yeah. I've been with him since early edition days, by the yeah. way, I'm OG Chandler Stan. <laughs> so I'm like, OG Chandler. I think that, and when we talk to him, when we have him on, we'll ask, right, but I do, right. I think that acting <laughs> well, you'll is ask just him, not... why is your career so disappointing <laughs> yeah, to me? How come you yeah. Never what lived happened? Up to your potential? <laughs> Yeah. Um, I, I just have a hunch that he has a lot else going on that matters just as much to him as yeah. acting does. Like he does a lot of nonprofit stuff. He's a Texas boy. Uh, okay. Like I think he yeah. just never wanted it to be his only Whole thing. Life. And I bet he's, I think he's just really selective and only, and wanted it once to like achieved what he probably wanted, which is to have his pick of the litter and to only do shows when he wants to do them and the ones that he wants to do. Seemingly, that's my that's, impression. I, I feel like that's a, that's probably a great read of it. Cause you, you know, the example I think of with this idea that you put out there, Carly is the difference between James Corden and Colbert. Yes. So James Corden hosts a late night talk show and executive produces a bunch of stuff and also stars in what seems like four movies a year. Stephen Colbert hosts his show, I think does like guest vocal work on some shows and other shows he executive produced, but just basically hosts his show. That's pretty much all he does. Yeah. And the difference between those two men, IMHO, is Stephen Colbert loves his wife and children. And wants to yeah. hang out with them a lot. That's, that's what I yeah. think that Kyle Chandler does. truly wife, what it is. Kevin, when we had Brad Leland on at the very mm-hmm. end of the episode. Oh, he got a call from yeah, him, right? Kyle yeah. yes. called him and he was just like the sweetest guy. And we asked him if he wanted to plug anything. He plugged his wife's charity. Oh, that's very yeah. nice. So like they, they have a super close relationship. They do a lot of nonprofit work. I think they just care about where they live and, and who they spend their time with. I think that people like that have a quality that I'm very envious of, which is just Mm -hmm. like real awareness of yourself, your situation and what you want and just being really confident in it. Like they like who, especially in this industry, as you continue to rise, who knows when to stop? That's such a difficult thing of just being like, this is where I'm happy. I'm going to stay here and be confident about it and not wonder about what I've said no to and on all of these things and just like be comfortable where you're at in a non-competitive, aggressive way. That's like something I don't know how to do. Right. Yeah. It's, it's safe to say that Kyle Chandler will probably never win an Oscar, but he's probably 4 million times happier than Joaquin yeah. Phoenix. <laughs> Honestly, a lot of people are 4 million times happier than Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah, actually, that's not a high bar. I don't ever want to like think about being in his brain. <laughs> I'm trying to, what would be a better, I, like, a better comparison? <laughs> I know that's an unpopular opinion, but he's a, he's a weird fuck. I'm sorry. No, he's a weirdo. Of course. He's very talented. He gives me like freaking weirdo. I don't, I don't like his vibe. <laughs> no, no, there's I nothing finally watched good the movie him. version of parenthood oh. with Steve Martin and it's great. And he's a kid and yeah, he's a little boy in that. He's like, yeah, it's crazy. Interesting. Connie yeah. Britton. How do we feel about Connie Britton's post FNL career? Because you Maybe got Nashville. That's the big so, one. I think it's mixed, yeah. That, yeah, so N- Nashville's the show that was shot on my campus. Um, and I don't think I... No, I never did extra work for it. It was more... It was just it was like shot in around. Nashville? 
at Belmont. It was shot in Nashville and at Belmont okay. a few times in coffee shops and stuff. And I yeah, missed I watched. The, you missed the, the show? city. No, not the show. Okay. I, I've never seen the show. <laughs> All respect and love to Nashville. No, it, it's not good. Um, I think I watched the first season mm-hmm. and then it just got. It was like fun, guilty pleasure. But then beyond that, Raina oh, James, Dirty John, Dirty John, was Dirty good. John. She was great in it. Oh, and um, she was in People vs. OJ. Dirty John, People mm. vs. Blowjay, American Horror <laughs> Story, Smilf. I did and then love she her in American in, Horror Story. She was in um, a TV show Can't called 9-11. Yeah, Monica, don't um, watch oh, it. Oh, so bad. And she played Abby Clark. 9-1-1. <laughs> Never forget that show. <laughs> I just recently watched Promising Young Woman, and she... <gasps> oh, uh, she's incredible. She was, she was great. She was great in it. I'll say that yes. about yeah. Promising yeah. Young Woman. <laughs> I haven't watched it yet, but I already I have... Yeah. I think I'm going to have feelings about it. Yeah, it was, uh, yeah. <laughs> I know. I like Again, it. I feel... Okay, I think... Okay, maybe Chandler comes out on top as far as this goes then. Because Connie yeah. has more money, but Chandler has way more prestige, I exactly. think, as far as like I the roles that he's gotten. It comes with that like quiet confidence and picking what you know is good for you and not yep. being not saying yes to things just because you have to or want to. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know what mm-hmm. I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah, uh, why did she leave Nashville? Was there drama or was she just like, I'm tired? I think she was unhappy and she thought the show was becoming terrible and it was so yeah. she just got killed off of it well charles Eston couldn't make up enough improv <sighs> songs to save that show. i moved his daughter into into her dorm because i was one of the like welcome Is we- he nice? leaders and he, he just drove oh so nice he drove up and was like hey and we're all like welcome to oh he's he's, he's snacky yeah. right he's oh, like yeah. a snack daddy he's for very sure. attractive snack and daddy. very very kind whole yeah, damn snack bar and then of course like out of all these people though I love it. History just repeats itself. Yeah. Jesse Plemons is Jesse Melissa McCarthy. Is the goat. Yes. yes. He's the Suki. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So true. Or it's like, yeah. like not even close. Like not, no one comes even close to having as good of a career as Absolutely. he does. Absolutely. Sure. And like he stands out as early in the show as we are right now. He's He starts really standing out as the top actor and yes. like the most Ooh. fleshed out character but have y'all seen him in judas and the black of Messiah? course yes of course Unbelievable. Yeah. i'm behind on everything. amazing uh kevin you may not know this yet but i am the resident boomer of the show and right. i watch things how so <laughs> there's a lot of things that i struggle like, with i'm Twitter sure i'm things. older than you <laughs> yes monica explain <laughs> my boomerness just just a little bit you know carly's an old soul oh my know? god so, um, i'm just behind no, but on she the just, times on something yeah a little under a rock and some uh like pop I'm culture a, stuff i can be a little bit like. of a space cadet sometimes in life in general yeah. and definitely yeah. in the pop culture world. it takes you. me like space cadet Kelly three to five here. years hey. to catch up with like the new tv shows and social medias and all of those things yeah but you're probably doing out of pure enjoyment i find myself trying to catch up on stuff like i'm late for school and i'm doing homework (laughs) for podcasts i want to listen to yes sometimes it is stressful where it's like watching wandavision felt like serving jury duty i was watching the finale (laughs) yesterday because i legally had to i I would go to jail if i did not do it it. makes you feel any better i I watch all of my old shows again and again stressfully because i'm stressed that i'm once again not watching anything new so we're both stressfully watching tv you and me we're not so different we're not so different after all (laughs) okay let's jesse clemens after fnl sorry i just want to go through (laughs) no let's hear hear a little more jesse it's it's so wild breaking bad rules on awesome along with uh freaking hercules what's his name 
Oh, who, what do you mean? Oh, the guy the who guy plays, plays. Oh, I who can plays never Herc remember his on this show. Oh, <laughs> oh, I thought you were talking about the. Never mind. Uh, the, oh, the I know what the actor's name yeah, is. Yeah. yeah. But he was also on Breaking Bad with him as part of that oh. little that little gang. Fargo season two, Unreal, mm-hmm. uh, Unreal episode or season of television. The Post, Game Night, Bridge of Spies, other people. Game Night, also Kyle Chandler. So unbelievable yep. in oh, that, yeah. too. Yep. The Irishman, Vice, uh, Vice sucks, but he's good in it. I'm thinking <laughs> of Ending Things, which he's very good in. Mm, and then I Judas and the that. Black Messiah, which he's excellent in. He's so good. Jesse. And then, of course, he's starring in the Martin Scorsese movie that's being made in Tulsa, Oklahoma Ooh. right now. Yes. Well, and he carries this season of Friday Night Lights on his back, despite the horrible plot line that is attached to him, his character like flourishes and he's the most interesting person to watch. Despite the murder, (laughs) you just end up loving when he's on screen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and two, I, I guess watching this when I was younger, I was like, Jesse Plemons and Adrian Palicki is how you pronounce your last name. Like they're together. Mm. Okay. Cut to Jesse Plemons, Mary's, Kirsten Dunst. Kirsten I know. Dunst. In I real just, life, like, oh, yeah, you know who's another FNL <laughs> sure. celeb couple that I don't think it's that astounding. I guess I'm just jealous. But is Minka Kelly dating Trevor Noah? Trevor Noah. I know. Minka it Kelly. threw me for a and loop Minka as well. Kelly. But no, well, Minka Kelly's older than you think. She is Trevor, 40 years so. old. So, is yeah. she really? Wow. She is 40 years old. Probably by now. We mm-hmm. had on Asha Davis, who plays Waverly, and mm-hmm. she is like 40 something. She literally looks like she is 22 looks, years old. She looks yes. younger than me. She looks amazing. That's why these actresses so are so cast hot. like this. Yeah. Where I'm exactly. sure she was like mid 20s shooting FNL. She had right. to yeah. be. Right. Yeah. That's true. Damn. Mm. All right. Okay. Let's get into Texas. I have Lila's yes. church. I think that like church in general is not what is Texas about it. I realize church exists outside of texas but that sure. bible church thing <laughs> with the people that are like standing with their hands up and the i just feel like that's particularly pervasive in sure texas. and the mega church culture yeah literally all i had was the church thing and then i just noticed matt had they they do a very good job of being consistent with how their like face should look in different seasons yeah. and like if they have an injury they do a really good with, job with the makeup yeah i just noticed he had like a little bit of sunburn on his nose and they've just started like two a days and so i thought he was only sunburned for real stuff. exactly um because so. at this point they're shooting in the heat and they i do love this made me like a little achy for summer Mm. they're like sunburns and talking about how hot it is i'm so over the snow oh my god if it snows one Uh, more time i'm literally gonna jump off of my apartment building and i know it's gonna i disagree this is so interesting that you know being from texas as well i i can't get enough of the cold i love it love it. i was like that for the first few years of living in colorado but Mm -hmm. since i've lived in denver in the city yeah i can imagine living in colorado would be different it's it's just like constantly 80 here all the time so uh, it's, yeah, that would, it's a little different <laughs> and we i'm a little no seasons, i do no. love the snow i'm a little grouchy about it particularly right now because we just had mm-hmm. a foot of snow and it didn't get warm for a while so it was on the ground for so fucking long that it and it just it turns everything into ice an ice rink when it does that when it doesn't get warm enough to melt the snow 
I don't even want to talk about it. Okay. Um, yep. That right, was all I had for we Texas. Are. Stunned silence was respectful. <laughs> um, that's all I had for Texas. So why don't we review the tape? Yeah. I'm ready. Yes. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's review the tape. Excellent. Okay. I won't Thank say you. my catchphrase because I have a regular amount of information for, for y'all. Today. Did I do that? Great. Did I do that? Yeah, I wrote that. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. So actually this episode today was directed not by Jeff Reiner. We've got a new, a new guy, uh, some fresh meat, but yeah. I don't know how to say his name. I really wish it was Seth, but it's not. It's like Scythe. S-E-I-T-H. Seath? Sure. <laughs> I don't know. Listeners, you choose your own pronunciation. And yeah. let us know what you've selected. I'm going to call him Seth because anything other than that is stupid. Uh, so his name yeah. is Seth Ma- Man. Seth Man. Seth Man. Seth Man. Um, sure. But he's actually done a bunch of stuff. He's directed episodes of Homeland, another Walking Dead director. We've, we've poached a couple Walking Dead people. If y'all remember. Uh, Yes. And he also directed episodes of Nurse Jackie and Throwback. Did anybody ever watch Californication? Oh, man. (laughs) Californication. (laughs) Uh, um, But yeah, so he's done some stuff. um, And I I felt like I could tell this episode had a little bit of a different flavor to it. I mean, part of that was the writing, but um, it was a little interesting. Anyways, I also have a fave frame for you guys that I loved at 3207 right as they're opening up for the game on Friday night did you catch that sunset mm, I don't know if I did oh my gosh I forgot to I was too busy to watching TikToks on my phone classic right. I Gen wasn't, Z I wasn't Chaos living in the Kevin. moment um <laughs> Uh, we'll we'll post a picture, but it was gorgeous, and it's clearly like a regular. If you're from Texas, you know this. Those sunsets are really mm. beautiful, mostly just because there's so much of the sky like available to the sun. Uh, they are beautiful. To the I do miss those. I know, right? They're pretty great. Anyways, I loved that. It was beautiful, pink purple sky. Definitely reminded me mm. of like a late summer Texas night. Love it. So yeah. Um, I also thought the slap scene was great. I thought they did a great job with the blocking. I think she really yeah. slapped the shit out of her, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I thought th- I thought they did a good job. Uh, I've seen I've yeah. seen worse blocking for for fight scenes in shows like this that don't have things like that to block mm-hmm. very often. Um, right. But I thought this was pretty good and and very realistic. Uh, there was just a little continuity as she's pulling Julie out of the van. Julie's like wearing mm-hmm. her seatbelt and then it's not gone. <laughs> and, then then, and then it's gone. Wait, is that true? It is. How did they let that happen? This show sucks, actually. <laughs> How dare oh they? Oh my God. I, okay, let's do I, something I feel, else. I feel foolish even yeah. spending time talking about it. You should. We all should. <laughs> wow. I regret okay. this time. Well, I was going to say the slap, the slap was good, but did y'all notice the very cartoonish way that Connie Britton opened the curtains? It was like, Wait, what curtain? <laughs> she's like, the curtains when she sees that um, Julie's parked out with mm-hmm. the Swede. She's oh, like, honestly, is there any way to angrily to angrily open curtains that's not cliche? True. I don't know why. I just found it hilarious. But <laughs> I do it gently with my pinkies. <laughs> yeah, I use chopsticks. 
Um, but Chapsticks? Yeah, I love- <laughs> sure. <laughs> and then, oh, I do have something funny for you guys. Okay, so I pulled uh, something I found on the interwebs that reviews this episode. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't know if this is serious or facetious, so I'll just lead with that. And maybe it's a joke within this these people but anyways uh within these people (laughs) it's within within these people but um i found it hilarious let me start from the beginning freaking landry picks up a freaking lead pipe and freaking goes to town on the back of a freaking rapist head and derails the whole freaking show for an entire season julie is freaking terrible the swede is freaking sweaty also pretty sure he's not even freaking swedish the new coach almost freaking kills Tim Riggins. Coach Taylor ditches his wife not one freaking week into the life of his new human slash alien hybrid child. Things are going off the rails in Dylan. That was a freaking good review. I thought it was a freaking beautifully written review. It freaking made yeah. me laugh. Frickin and a. I freaking loved it. Yeah. Wow. Freaking. Yeah. So that Love it. Carly, concludes our I, film I know section. you're being shady right now. It was me. I wrote that. I know I screwed up and I wasn't that articulate. Classic in the Chaos review. Kevin. Oh my God. Throwing a wrench into I'm things sorry. yet again. I will wow. do better. I'm okay. listening and learning. Kevin. Okay. <laughs> All right. My musician's corner is a little strange this time. Um, the only Texas acts we had were the Texas Tornadoes. Ooh, love it. In this episode. And Jimmy Dell Gilmore also makes a appearance. Ooh. So I. Didn't have like a favorite song, but I will play two that were okay. Um, you have to play them all to... if you play them. I don't want a little clip. I want the whole thing start whole thing, to finish. Whole thing, whole thing, whole thing. Spotify, <laughs> whole, thing, whole thing, whole thing, whole thing, whole thing. Well, but I wanted to play this one because it's by the band Delirious? Question mark. Which that's also my artist spotlight because Is that they true? are. Yes, I okay, know Delirious. So, I saw Delirious live in concert in the year. I was about to say, I'm sure Kevin would know because he's a he's a Christian Martin Smith band fan. Are they a Christian yep, band? Yep. Yes, they are. Yes. primarily so, uh, a worship uh, band. Oh. Yes, they wrote. Um, I could sing of your love forever. I Wait, could sing of your love. Is this forever. the song that was playing when they cut to the church scene? Yes. I did not recognize that as a Delirious song. I know. Well, because they were performing it very differently because right, the way but that it's, I, yeah. But I would have even, if it was like, did you feel the mountains tremble? It wasn't even mm, that. It wasn't it. even, in the wonder it, of it all, <laughs> as I'm living just a fall. More okay, this it is wasn't very that vindicating for me. <laughs> it wasn't that one. Because about to say, I had an embarrassing moment where I think the only time I like really liked the music was right before that cut. And I was like, Oh, I like this song. And then it cut and it was the church song. And I was like, Oh, (laughs) but it's a real band and they're good. Yes. Okay. So it's called solid rock. So here we go. Yeah. (laughs) And they're in English contemporary Christian band, formerly known as the Cutting Edge Band. Yeah, they're from the UK. From the UK, baby. They're COVID troopers. I was thinking the same thing. This was in the church scene? No, this song is played by the worship band. You'll see in the, in the, in the, um, chorus. Okay. I think. I don't remember Um, this town, it will make us, us, 
apparently this is yeah How interesting. Wait, I know. Curious. I kind of want to do like a like an AB comparison of it to to see what it sounds like. And I need to rewatch the scene because that is what is was said in this website that I referenced, but now I'm like it must have been a really different arrangement. It's the same one. It is the same one. It is. There it is. Ah. Okay. Yeah. Good job, man. Rock stand. Yeah, oh, isn't that how crazy? interesting. So different. How yes. interesting. Love yes. it. And then one more. I thought this song was kind of cool. Um, it's by Uncle with a K. Uncle Cracker. That's not you spell Uncle. That, that band's illiterate. I mean, it's just stupid. Yeah. Dummy. Uncle and Josh home. It's called Restless, and it was played at the fourth quarter of the game. okay all right love it well that is it let's get into this episode into my highlighted notes monica has very organized notes today i do let's get into this episode we've been recording for an hour and 16 minutes (laughs) but this is classic gilmore guys it's like have we talked about the episode right gilmore guys was a bad (laughs) podcast that should have existed (laughs) (laughs) Formless, aimless, amorphous, aimless, frustrating. Amorphous. Yes. <laughs> That's those are our reviews often. Yeah. I wrote oh. an iTunes review that said exactly <laughs> no. that. Well, you want better for your children than what you yourself had. So <laughs> are, I, are we your children? I beg of you. In <laughs> a way, Kevin. spiritually, yes, you are. You are my little darling <laughs> girls. Little babies. <laughs> little um girls. Daddy Chaos Kevin. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh okay. My first note is that. Yes. I love and remember radio alarm clocks, <laughs> which I know the right? brutal wake up of <sighs> the radio just like flipping on at like loud blast. That was how I used to wake right. up. Kiss FM. Show. Yeah, kiss mm-hmm. FM. Oh Kid Craddock in the morning. Oh, yep. <laughs> those were the days. Yes. Um, so, yeah, we uh, open up here with Tyra and Landry. Do we think that they bang? Yeah, they totally did because she said that can that can never happen again. Yeah, but they could have just like, you know, yeah, over the pants, mm-hmm. just done stuff. I don't think so. I think because I it's think... Tyra, they did. But Landry's such yeah. a wow. like scared little boy. I wonder if they didn't. <laughs> well, we can all relate to this. In high school, we all were in this scenario where after murdering right. someone, yeah. we had sex with our murder partner. I did. Mm-hmm. In order to bond. And then we woke up in bed. We all had a lot of sex in high school. It's something yes. we yes. all yes. relate to. And then also Just... for the rest of my life, too. <laughs> <laughs> LOL. <laughs> um, okay, so... Yes. She so says that. that this is what I said last episode, what I was afraid of happening. I said that I was worried that 
or just that Tyra uses sometimes uses physicality as a way to communicate. And I was worried that sweet little Landry might get a little confused because we weren't sure yet how last episode we saw her climb through the window, but we weren't sure yet how it was going to wrap up. And she did uh, sort of bail on him. I know. But I did audibly squeal when they like looked at each other from across the campus. And then also at the football game. I was by myself and I was Landry like, walked around campus that day with a little more confidence. It's hard to invest in this relationship, though, because it's like when Joey and Rachel got together in Friends, where you're just <gasps> no, counting down not to as win. Bad. That's hard. Just, no, to, not just as bad. in the sense that you know that's not end game for either of <laughs> yes, them. So it's true. Yeah. You, it's like a fake little, okay, how long are we doing this until we get back to. But it's, it's probably my favorite couple of the show. I mean, obviously, besides Coach and Tammy, not but Saracen I just mean and the- Carlotta. <laughs> I mean, close second. I love you. Carlotta. Close second. Um, no, not Street and sh- and a shark who gets his blood for him. And shark blood. Shark blood. I'm gonna get some shark blood, man. I'm gonna walk shark again. Blood. And I'm gonna walk again. Shark blood. <laughs> shark so blood. I also I wouldn't. I don't think they're my favorite relationship, but I do really enjoy them. And one of the things we've kind of been playing with as we rewatch this time is sort of plucking mm-hmm. the murder out of their relationship and trying to analyze it from that perspective and just sort of like pretending like that's not a part of it. And um, I do think that they built up the relationship in the right way. The foundations were there. They didn't need the murder to bring them together, obviously. Um, But they're together now and I enjoyed watching it. Yes. Does it change their relationship if uh, instead of a human man they killed, it was a dog? (laughs) What did the dog do? Yeah. Yeah. What did the dog do? He was trying yeah. to sexually assault Tyler. <laughs> okay. Um, well, then, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. I also wrote, because we move on to Tim in a, we yes. get a saucy little shot of him. I know. I put Tim V. That's all yeah. I wrote. And then I was looking at it today and I was like, what? Okay. Taylor Kitsch, above and beyond, the biggest <gasps> disappointment man. from this show. Uh, the hot, yes, oh, of course, the slam banging okay. is hottiest. But in terms of a career, yes. True Detective season two. Waco, John Carter. But that's I loved about Waco. It. Waco. I didn't see no, Waco, Waco, so I don't know. Waco. No, that's like his one good thing. The, it was the trifecta of John Carter, the like battleship one, and then the other one that would just tank. So here's why yeah. I love him. I've never seen those, and I watched Waco, and I'm like, I love yes. Taylor Kitsch. <laughs> You're like, he's still killing it. He's yeah, had he a couple. A he's he's had a couple duds. That that's for oh, sure. Oh gosh, it's because he's okay. from Canada. American Assassin, yeah. Bling, 21 Bridges, Lone Survivors, Savages, Only the Brave. Ooh, what is this? Gross. Taylor. 21 Bridges was okay. It was um it was Chadwick Boseman. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Um but that I was did one of the last movies I saw in theaters. Anyway. Oh wow. But I did yeah. love how Coach McGregor describes Tim as he's yelling at him on the field, quote, whiskey breath, dirty hair attitude. Which <laughs> like I want to say to people thing. now. Right. Yeah, it's a look that I works for Riggins. Right. Clearly. Yes. Oh, you know what was very Texas in this episode that I should have written down? What? Tim passing out from heat stroke. True. What a Texas stroke. Remember trope. there was always like once a football season, like a super hot day and somebody like an ambulance would have to come or like somebody would pass out or whatever. Or, or yeah. somebody, I feel like, not on our school, but I feel like in the DFW area, some somebody would die like every year from heat, like football players. Yeah. It's a thing. 
because they practice Same. in the summertime. Football has brought us so many great deaths in America. <laughs> <laughs> and brain damage. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, Monica, let's hear some of your uh, beautifully highlighted points. Oh, sure. So I don't know if this point makes any sense now. So Kevin, I like to describe Herc as Rafiki. He just kind of comes in, gives really sage advice to Jason. But now I want to say that he is also both of the angel and demon mm, on uh, shoulders. in the Emperor's New Groove. That's like, uh-huh, uh-huh, you know, because <laughs> no, he's, he's kind of like edgy. <laughs> he's got a point there. So Herc comes in and gives Jason some, again, just always brings him down to earth from the shark blood fantasy. Um, yes, Herc comes in as usual, telling Jason he's being a stupid, stupid head, and mm-hmm. but he is right as usual. Um, and I feel right. like he always offers that advice of just understanding that world in a way that Jason doesn't. And yeah. it kind of reminded me of that he line that he it. has when he's like, "You just have to." get used to being in a chair like you're so new you're you're a baby right right and this was one of those examples he's just like people will take advantage of you which is really 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 true yeah yeah you know what jason's having he's having delusions of grandeur grandeur. i'm imagining gen z making a tiktok out of (laughs) wicked right now and i'm and i'm crumbling i bet they wicked they don't even know wicked probably right Wicked. The only wick they know is John Wick. Killing (laughs) people. (laughs) Classic. Um, One of my favorite moments in the episode. We don't get a lot of Glenn in this episode, but I did love him at at the Taylor house and coach tells him to get his hands out of his wife's icebox. I don't want Glenn's hands all in my wife's icebox. Icebox. Yep. I wrote that quote down. And then I also love that he was talking about Matt and Julie's relationship. He's yes. like, oh, everyone's talking about it. Yeah, he's sexy. Like, oh, Do we ever it. see Coach and Tammy smash in this show? Like, do they have penetrative sex? That's <laughs> what I'm asking. Full penetration. Uh, consensual penetrative yeah. sex. Yes, of course. We do. It's uh, season four. That's why everyone freaked yes, out. Yes, of course. <laughs> By the way, I remember enjoying season four way more than one and two. That's my memory of season four. The, season four and five are great. This show sort of has two acts. I feel like people got upset yeah, when can. all the new characters came in. But I think it's one of the things that's so tricky about high doing a high school show and I think that Friday Night Lights actually did it right instead of just linger excuse me instead of just lingering on the same characters forever and having them like giving them their storyline excuses to like stay around town (laughs) instead of just going off like people do after high school they actually brought in a whole new group of people and it takes a minute to adjust to and some fans got frustrated but those characters are really great and they have entire arcs that are really beautiful and i i if you just like a risk that paid off i think so too and if you sort of ride through the bumpy adjustment i think that there's a lot of really good stuff in those later seasons that was underrated Oh yeah, and Journey Smollett Bell and Michael B. Jordan. Come yeah, on, right. Michael Come B. Freaking on. Jordan. Actually, wait, is Michael B. Jordan's career better than Jesse Plemons? I think Jesse Plemons is the better actor by I think a so wide too. margin, for sure. But, but maybe Michael, Michael B. Jordan, B. Jordan is sexier, so he has like a more elevated. He was persona. literally the sexiest man alive for 2020. And I don't know. Yeah, just just more blockbuster big, yeah. but Jesse's career is more impressive. I wonder if you surveyed your listeners and said who is actually hotter. Michael B. Jordan or Jesse Plemons. I bet if if 
Jesse doesn't win, it's a tighter race than you think it is. Really? Because I think Michael is extra in ways that Jesse is not. And I yes, think of course. Jesse and his wife, Jesse is a wife guy now and their love yeah. for each other is mm. aspirational and people look to that and their little cute little quotes and interviews about each other. That's something that's, that's an attractional mm. element. Michael mm. seems like a bit of a himbo sometimes. Yes. This is a term. Carly, do you know this term? This is a new term that I've learned that is the millennial. kids are saying it. What does it mean? Himbo. And it, it just means like a, like a dumb, dumb, like a male like bimbo. bimbo. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. Oh, a male bimbo. Gotcha, gotcha. Just like a, a dumb guy. Is yeah. yeah. <laughs> just like a, it's just like a dumb guy. I just call those people dicks. Okay. Let's keep going. <laughs> right. Well, my next note is that the Swedes car 10 out of 10 looks like a pedophile van. Yes, it I does. I mean, could they have gotten a creepier, dirtier van for him to own? I know. And I felt so bad that Matt had to watch his ex climb into that van with that man. I know. It was almost too much. It was like, this is the most disgusting, creepiest van I've ever seen. It's pretty gross. And it was white. It was white. Like, it just, it could not have been I think more. it was very apropos for yeah. the Swede, who was very sweaty in this episode again. Vans yes, were so I, I broke, cool why is he so in sweaty? high school. I loved being in someone else's van. They, everyone mm-hmm. had a van. Everyone had a van. I know. I always wanted a white, dirty, beat up van. Me too. Me too. Yeah. And now you're looking mm-hmm. for a white, dirty, beat up man. Right. To put in your van. <laughs> the more mm-hmm. beat up, the more, the better. A man and, in a van. I will have you in a van. I will have you with a band. <laughs> that is so weird. That is a joke that happened with totally different context three hours ago with my friends at the park. <laughs> with the van with the dr seuss yes <laughs> what else we got okay yes yeah, so glenn is helping tam tam and i found it pretty high horse of eric to say he doesn't want glenn helping tammy out i'm i would be like i'm sorry are you here to fix the ice box like yeah that would I know. piss me that off. was very unfair it was high also, horse very yeah. high horse of him Okay, so the scuttlebud on the team is that mm. Smash is getting too big of a head. But I did think it was interesting football-wise. He does have a literally big head. It, it is, but... No, not bit. physically. <laughs> it's um, medium-sized. Well, medium-sized. We'll ask him how big his head is. Pius, Pius Charles. Pius Charles, who, whom mm-hmm. we love. We very do. sexy. Sexy man. Mm. But... Smash is getting a big head, but I do think it's interesting as we see in this episode and in the game on Friday night, coach is really favoring the running game and therefore smash. Yes. Yeah. And then speaking of this new coach, I thought it was really smart that they had that good moment early on between him and Jason. Yeah. To then it just, that punch at the end was, whew. I know. And Jason's look to him is like, excuse me i know like, that was harsh it was that was harsh i i couldn't remember how the relationship between this i just call him mean coach i know his name is yeah. mcgregor but <laughs> mean coach mean, and mean. jason i couldn't remember like much about their dynamic and so when he first like makes that connection with him i was like oh and then they get along and i kind of couldn't remember right. so it took me by surprise when he made that comment and yeah Boy, is that the meanest thing you can say to someone? Probably. That is a paraplegic. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Yeah. It was very aggressive. So, I mean, they really hit us over the head with 
that we're supposed to hate McGregor. We've talked about that on the show already, <laughs> but right. they make it very easy to hate him, especially in this episode, just working Tim into the ground, literally. Uh, mm-hmm. And Tim, Tim has to go in the wee woo car to the hospital. The wee woo. The wee woo. The wee woo. And people who are not from Texas may not know that's what we call in Texas. All ambulances. They call it the wee woo. Somebody call a wee woo. Grandma's dead. (laughs) Grandma's dead. I mean, they pronounced her dead, but they still want an ambulance. Just, you know, (laughs) for the ritual of it. Gotta call the coroner. (laughs) So... I laughed out loud when Tim just busts into Lila's room again. No, but did you hear what they said? She was like, how did you get in here? He goes, little Garrity, Uh, let me in. What does he say? So like late at night, he knocks on the door and a child just like lets a man into into their house. And he's like, yeah, go right on (laughs) It's so Edward Cullen. It's not even the first time Tim has creepily snuck into Lila's room. Minka no. Kelly, is she a good actor? I've decided, yes. Okay. Yes. I not- think that her, it's tough in this show because Lila isn't the most fleshed out character of all of them. Yeah, That's her true. identity is very much attached to other characters. Yeah. And her voice also. Jason, no. Doesn't help. No, we, don't go, come our favorite here. line is You're uh, never gonna walk again. <laughs> You're never gonna walk again. <laughs> we love Minka Kelly. Come on the show. We do. Yeah, we still want her. But she wouldn't get is... a chance to stretch her uh, most thespianastic muscles until the Charlie <laughs> Angels reboot on ABC <laughs> a few short years later. Yeah. She is really sweet, though. And I will say that I used. Lila used to be the character I hated the most for like the first Mm -hmm. couple of times I watched the show. Because it reminded you of yourself and kind of your experiences in high school. Right. It's like looking into a mirror. We hate what we ourselves embody. Yes. Yeah. 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 Of course. We can all relate. I was that hot and I was definitely a cheerleader and had that many guys into me and that many Mm -hmm. friends. Mm -hmm. It was exactly the same. And it's triggering. (laughs) Yeah. LOL to all of the people who listened to the show that went to high school with Monica and I. <laughs> Is there a lot of them? Yes, because we went yeah. to school together. So a lot of people that went to school with us, like have interest to, to listen to. Class of 2001. 12. 12. 12. Yeah. I know. Put me out. I, third act KTP over here. Yeah. Kevin's <laughs> 75. So. <laughs> God, it feels like it. <laughs> Gotta call call a wee woo for okay. Call the wee woo. <laughs> call the wee woo. Okay, so Julie is still at peak sass and defiance and pout. and pout and teenage levels. I thought that this was she had one of the meanest things she said to Tammy yet in this episode. Go I get think, your baby. Yes, I think yes. your baby's crying. Ooh. Yeah. That was so rough. That was rough, man. Yeah. I mean, that yeah. is a wild age gap, though. That's tough. It is. I, That's going to be tough going up. I believe the tension for sure. They but, will not yeah. have a relationship. You should not do a 15-year age gap between children. Yeah. No. I, no, I think that people rarely do it intentionally. <laughs> yeah. No. no. Wait, was like, it? I definitely, I definitely want a 15-year age gap with my kids. Was it an oopsie on the show? I don't remember. Yeah. Yeah. Because okay. they... they it, they do a good job of kind of implying that they had trouble having a second. Mm -hmm. And so this was just, it was probably like, they just don't really, you know, 
wrap they that dog. puppy. No, you can say they've been rat dogging. She's close to, to yeah. quote her. They don't wrap that puppy, which and happens to sounds, a lot of people. It's really common because women actually yeah, like go older. through a peak infertility before they hit menopause, and a lot of women will get pregnant because they're not using protection with their husband because they're so near menopause. Yeah. Or so their that, lover, or their um, person that they're cheating with, or however they do they their use life. something to block. <laughs> I think we all know what I'm talking. Yes, please be inclusive of cheaters. Please, <laughs> please. They need a voice. <laughs> Honestly, no one gives them representation. Okay, I've never of- heard someone like backtrack to be. Or the person they're cheating on, and and we do need to recognize that community. And right. for we, too long, that culture. We has elevate been, all voices on TX. Well, there is a certain mean people. There is a certain cheater on this show who I do well, a mm. couple of them, Lila included. Yes. Um yes. but who <laughs> gets a little <laughs> What's wrong? Yo, Kevin keeps changing his backgrounds to just various images and now it's Milo Ventimiglia naked in the pilot of He's this. Not is naked. Us, He's wearing but I don't a towel. watch, but I do know. Well, but he is naked under it. Oh yeah, you Make can see that little, little hip, little CG right there. there yeah, yeah, well, hip bone, <laughs> little community group, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> um, Different kind of CG, just like we saw yeah. of Tim early. Yes, in the beam. That mm-hmm. was a lot of Tim mm-hmm. to see for. That was a lot of Tim. Friday Night Lights. Yeah. I did not. What's mind. hotter, Peak Riggins or Peak Jess? We'll do that because this is the mm. uh, crossover event of the century. Blah blah blah. Right. Is it Peak <laughs> Jess or me. Peak Riggins? Riggins okay. for me, but yeah, I'm, Riggins for me too. I'm Team Logan. So. I think it might be Peak Riggins. Honestly, yeah. Riggins. Yeah, that boy he's just is like good it's, looking. It's insane, and he's got. He's just got. A, he's just got it. He's got it. Yeah, whatever. And it is. Carly and I find Mr. Mariano very attractive, but we are both Team Logan. So, oopsies. Wait, what does that mean? I'm not familiar with that term. <laughs> so, some people in the Gilmore fandom. You know, what? I'm gonna look it up later. That's okay. <laughs> okay, okay, sounds good. Sounds we don't good. have yeah, the yeah. time. Right. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> um, but where was I? Were you talking oh. about Tim and Lila? In the bedroom. Oh no, a certain cheater who I think uh, is on the way to getting his mojo back is Bad Buddy in this episode. Yes. Oh, he did cheat, didn't he? Yes. He did. Man, he was so good in Veep. Did you guys watch that? I thought he was. I really need to watch Veep. Oh my gosh, I love Veep. That's been high on my list for a while. Um, But yeah, I I really loved his storyline in in this episode. Mm -hmm. Of, of course, like it's super believable and. He finally like Absolutely. has grounds to get McGregor out, and yes. I love. And he has a purpose. Yeah, and again, like yeah. for the first time in a while, a couple episodes. Like, of course, this is what brings him out of his slump. Is what I'm trying to say is like to bring yeah, Eric yeah, yeah. back to the Panthers and to like restore the glory that it that the whole town was at after state. And like, of course that's buddy's like shining moment. Although he's still not doing so hot. I did the scene of him asleep at his desk. Oh my God. At the end. I know. So sad. Okay. But before that, when he's, when they're first talking about it and he talks about McGregor and he's like, I think he's evil. I know. I loved that. That was my favorite line in the episode. I I pulled the time code too. He goes, there's something wrong with that guy. He's mean. (laughs) (laughs) I think he's evil. I think he's evil. I kind of think so he's good. evil too. I know the mascot. Line. Yes, Mm-mm. seriously. Mm-mm-mm. Okay, so Billy Boy is yes. getting with the neighbor who she was not in this episode. But right. 
And her name is Jackie. I'm like, I forgot. That I didn't remember her name was Jackie either. <laughs> yeah, just neighbor lady, so, hot neighbor. Well, I was wondering, because this show does tackle race and class so much, what mm-hmm. is the makeup of the writer's room on this show? We've wondered. It is likely for this time in television, white people and mostly male. I think we could make that yeah. general assumption. Assumption. For this time in television, of course, it. Carly is referring to is uh, 1945 to yep. about mm-hmm. 2019. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was when the boys were running the show. Yeah. Right. Back then. Um, Back then. But it, Back I am curious, ago. and um, I, w- I will look it up, guys. Uh, but when the I'm show. i look it up right now. <laughs> look it up. Kevin's going to do all do my it. research yeah. for me. Get, he's got a lot to make up for. Mm, wait what (laughs) (laughs) wait what okay peter buzz bridget carrie ron brent ethan carter elizabeth monica henderson david roland jason patrick and buzz is the guy who wrote the book aaron john three women i think one two three Mm, three women out of okay yeah that's about what i expected interesting you know breaking bad was like half women Really? That's more. cool. Yeah. That's cool. No people of color. Sorry, Vince yeah. Gilligan. Uh, but no people of color. <laughs> but. <laughs> oh, man. But I, <sighs> one of the things I didn't find super believable in this episode is how, is that Tim gets that upset about the neighbor girl no. and Billy yeah. sleeping with her. I don't know. I think he was pretty into her. Yeah. And I, cause I don't think we don't really, we're not going to see Tim like crying about it or anything. I mean, he doesn't really explain like display his emotions, but I do think that, I mean, there was a little subtle, you know, abuse there. I would say, I think he, yeah, I think he's kind of messed up from it, you know, that's and fair. just maybe has not shown it. She did kind of, uh, yeah. mess with him, mess around. Yeah. Um, and now she's sleeping with his brother. So uh, Jackie, I know. Come, come on. Home. Go home, you're drunk. Oh, Jack. But did y'all think, I thought, obviously, the line, I just think I feel closer to God when I'm with you is icky and never fall for that, ladies. But I weirdly think Tim was being genuine in that moment. I, what did y'all think? I, I, my notes have the exact same question. Do we want to play that clip or wait till we get there? Sure. Yeah, we haven't played a clip. Yeah. All right, here we go. Hey, two minutes. It's late, Tim. Something happened to me last night that I have no idea what it was, but I felt something. It's the whole spirit. Moving me. I felt me. something so strong that mm-hmm. it made me wonder about everything you've been saying isn't as crazy as what everyone thought. It's hard for me to understand the feeling. Listen, it's okay. It's kind of embarrassing. It allowed me to feel part of someone, mm-hmm. part of the people, part of you, part of the people, part of God. <laughs> Even saying that is scary. <laughs> Ooh, leave it on that one. Did you feel it? Yeah, I felt it. I always feel it. What are you doing? I don't know. 
I don't know what I'm doing, Lila. I guess I feel closer to God if I'm with you. You feel closer to God when you're with me? I'm sorry. I'm Did glad you she think didn't that line was going to work on me? Right. It's not a line. Get out. Like, I'm Go. still glad that she's kicked him out, but I, I genuinely don't think he was... That was bullshit to him. So I can clear this up. I grew up Christian in Texas. And what Mm -hmm. Reagan's, I think, is describing is an erection. And I think the first time you get one of those, which I think you're meant to believe on on Friday nights. I feel it too. It's really visible. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I feel it because, like, my hand was there and I was like, wait, what the? Okay. and so when, when, when you get your first one of those, it can be a confusing, mm-hmm. like, am I sick? Did a snake bite me? Uh, <laughs> sure. Am I going to have to get this, like, a, a surgery on it? Yeah. And so, so that plus the setting of the church, yeah, am I going to have to go to the wee-woo because of my bone bone? <laughs> and um, I think the setting of the church really confused him in that way. And so yeah. I, I do truly think that the character of Riggins was supposed to be so stupid that he was confused by what he was feeling, which was I think, the rekindling of romance. And he did conflate that with a, a, a spiritual sort of ecstasy that he was trying yeah. to describe. I think it's a little of both. I think that he did genuinely enjoy the church experience. If you've ever been to one of those Bible churches, like whether you're a Christian or not, you, you understand what they're talking about in that there's like, they do it on purpose. It's how the service is designed. It's why there's they an bring energy. it. Yeah, there's an energy. Yeah. And you're like, wow, this is such a community. Like, it's a thing. It's for sure. It's why people go back again it's like and when again. You go, it's, it's like when you go to your first meeting for an MLM, you know? <laughs> What's yeah, an MLM? that's the same. When you, when you sign up for beauty level media company. Oh. I think it's a multi-level marketing company. Marketing. Right? Damn it. That's what I meant. Yeah. Um, yes, I, I think Thank I Thank God Kevin's here. Um, <gasps> but I think that he was definitely like had a reaction. He is someone who's on the outskirts of, um, you know what? Can we please get a screenshot? (laughs) Oh, that's a one. I think that needs to be the photo. I can't have that leak. It's too late. It's too late. Oh, that's good. Done. Beautiful. Um, but he is someone who's like kind of on the outskirts of every group that he's in. Like he's on the football team, but he's not yeah. really like one of the football players. He goes to the high school, but he's not like in a group. He's always on the outskirts of things. And I do think that he felt a genuine sense of inclusion. And he felt like that, that preacher guy was talking about him, which is exactly yeah, yeah. how it's designed to feel. I mean, and that's what Francis McDormand was talking about at the Oscars four years ago. Mm. Is she an inclusion writer? And that an writer, inclusion writer is and- <laughs> Riggins. Riggins. <laughs> For Tim Riggins. Riggins is- I, don't, I wouldn't say, I mean, I think he, he's a little bit of an outsider. I, I do think he is a hundred percent central to the football team and like the French, sure. like he's very popular, but I do, I, I think he feels a little outsidery and just doesn't have any guidance in his life. And yeah. so he's, yeah. He's going to conflate his feelings for Lila, feeling connected to that community. And which I do want to say, I wrote down this. This is the kind of church that I don't like. I know. It's very mega churchy, but I did like how multi, multicultural it was, That's which I'm true. finding in Austin. It's very, it's, uh, you know, in Nashville, it was very white. And yeah. now it's a lot yeah, more Colorado diverse. Colorado is cool. not the most diverse yeah. place. But I agree. I think g- growing up in Texas, you're really familiar with churches like this. Um, I think whether you're religious or not, you've like slept over with that friend who's like, come to church with us. 
um, which I was. I have no thoughts on this whatsoever. (laughs) But uh, this was super, super different from the experience that I grew up with. I grew up with going to like the oldest, oldest, most traditional. Right. When I sleep over at Carly's house, I'd be like, can, can I sleep over on Friday? Yeah. I will say speaking of Francis McDormand, like them shooting the church stuff, the way they did, I feel pretty certain that that those are the people at that church. Like they just shot a service there or like, I'm sure I saw in the credits that he, it was like Reverend blah, blah, blah. That was like, he was an actual preacher. I bet that that was a real church. Yeah. Because even, even getting the, the, the not, I almost said Hillsong, the Delirious song, the way that they did. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. usually, because oftentimes when you see church portrayed, it's a very, it's like, it's like some Jewish guy living like 3000 miles away is like, I don't know. They sing a hymn yeah. in this shirt. Like, like there's no sort of like denominational yeah. consideration for, for what yeah. the service would actually be. So I feel like the accuracy is, is pretty on point. Yeah, it's Zukri that gets Lila into church, yes. right? It's it, it no. Is. So she, he's not, he's not come yet. But they meet in the church, and he's like a junior pastor, and it's hilarious <laughs> to watch him in that role. No, he, they don't meet at the he's church. Like, Fix your eyes on the Lord. Yeah, they no, they do, do they a they radio meet? show of religious. Well, yeah, but I just mean through the church. Oh, okay. So Zukri's like a Ben Shapiro type, yeah, yeah, an yeah, Eric yeah, Metaxas, yeah. a Rush Limbaugh. Yes. May he rest in peace. Yes, right, right. Is <laughs> uh, hell real, guys? Let's get into that real quick. Let's go. You know what? It's horn. very real, and I think that we are. It's like one of those good place situations where we're like accidentally mm. in hell and we don't know it. But I'm pretty aware mm, of it. True. Okay. But that's a great question. I mean, a great segue because my question for y'all is: Is the moon real? <laughs> No. Oh, no. Unequivocally, God. no. That moment of is so great. Should we play that whole thing? Yes. Because it's insane. Of course, the okay. Swede is a moon landing denier. God. Of course. That God damn, damn Swede. That damn Swede. All right, Very sweaty. So again. sweaty. This is your mother. It's past two o'clock in the morning, and oh, you we'll get a little Tammy time as here. Fast as you can. <laughs> so I don't want to beat a dead horse, but let's go over it again. Vampires real. Yeah. Moon isn't real. <laughs> the moon isn't. No. Oh, the landing no. wasn't real. Moon no, the moon isn't real, isn't real Dylan. Dinosaur. No, not in even the landing. The moon oh, yeah. isn't real. <laughs> one world government and Al Gore is the commissar of yep. the whole thing. <laughs> the one world I don't know. Is a robot? That is what I don't know. <laughs> so is your mother. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I know. Pods have a mind of their own, and they will actually take us all over in a short amount of wink. <laughs> She's me awkwardly getting the joint and being like. Nanotechnology, good one. And uh, and then there's the whole global warming issue. Shut up, Julie. Diabolical illusion created by the EPA. Who are out there strangling polar bears with their bare hands. (laughs) 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 I know, they like smirk at each other and he's like, hell yeah. It's like, yeah, that's my girl. Also, Julie, isn't she a vegetarian? Yes. Although I guess that wasn't even, like a specifically I don't climate. even know what point she was trying to make. If they're being ironic, if they're not, it just was perfect because it's nonsense. Like, well, yeah. in this episode, we see the birthplace of QAnon. It actually started. <laughs> it in started in the house, Swedes basement in Texas. <laughs> I was gonna say this scene connected to my point about millennials and Gen Z from an hour and forty five minutes ago. <laughs> Because they say iPods are going to come to life and take us over. This episode oh. came out 2007, the same year that the iPhone comes out. Wait. So I was in college 2007 at UT Austin, 2007 to 2009. Hook them. And I Dang. did hook them indeed. I did not have an iPhone until 2010. So for those like first two years, it was still like an early adopter on the precipice of the thing. It wasn't until about... 
at least in my life and for the people I know out here, 2012, 2013, our lives felt dominated by the phone in that way. Like it wasn't just like a household object like it is now. And I'm very nostalgic for the time going to high school or going to, yes, high school and college Yeah. pre-smartphone. We had cell phones and we had camcorders and digital yeah. cameras. Like yeah, I remember Sony carrying Cyber like shot. three pieces of technology with you at all times, like camera, I did. phone, <laughs> yeah. like cell phone, <laughs> I did pager. Yeah. yeah. So, but at the same time, I don't mean this as like a like a boomer or an old man yells at cloud thing. I'm not saying it's a better time. I think in some ways it's a better time now for kids in high school and college because of creativity of being able to document stuff more. I would have killed to have an iPhone, but I do miss that time of Kevin. You would have been a little Dawson. I I totally would have in more ways than one. (laughs) <laughs> trying to do the crying gif but like just in the sense of of, of the even the scene in the episode from the clip that you just played that would not exist yeah. in the same way in 2012 that it did in 2007 again i'm That's not true. saying it's better i'm just saying that it's gone and my memory of it makes me fond of it yeah, me too. And, and i'm I grateful th- for the ways that better. we had to be creative with totally our time yeah, I think because it's of that one of the reasons people at least in our age group, are going back to these shows again and again. There's a level of comfort. Like this is why this one of the reasons I rewatch Gilmore. There's just a level of comfort to like live in that world again. Honestly, just yeah. before that was everything. Yeah, you know what I was thinking about the other day. I literally went on a trip when I was in high school or something. I left my flip phone off, like turned off in the car in the airport. Went on my trip. Wow. Without a phone and like had maybe a digital camera. I guess. And then I remember getting back in the car and like turning it on and checking it. Like went on a full trip without my phone. Like, can you imagine? If you did that now, you'd have to write a book about it and how the experience changed your life. And and people would be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? People would, yeah. I would be committed if I did that. I'm (laughs) looking this up. Minka Kelly was 27 years old. Yeah. uh, Yeah. Making this episode. A lot of them were in their (laughs) mid-20s. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think Taylor Kitsch was 30. Yeah, he was old. Scott Porter was 30 and Taylor Kitsch was like 27 or 28. They look it. They yeah, definitely yeah. look it. Yeah. Although that sharp Minka, blood, Ke- you know? Minka Kelly, though, I don't think I think she looks like she could be in high school or at least I college think that as well. Okay, Taylor Kitsch was yeah. twenty six years old in two thousand seven. Um, yeah, he was one of the oldest ones. Yeah, Zach Gilford's probably twenty four, twenty five. Amy T. Garden Scott, was actually a teenager. She was like eighteen or something. Scott Porter was yeah. twenty eight. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, funny. so old. It's crazy. I mean, so old for what they were. Yeah. That is not old. Mm. Okay. One, this is kind of going back in time, but. Sure. Or no, no, actually, never mind. It's right after this. Uh, Landry's dad at the Applebee's, I thought was I know, a very thought, interesting scene. He well, hates his son. I thought response was really sweet. <laughs> I know. What'd you say? <laughs> yeah. He thinks his son sucks. I know. I know. Like, I love Tyra being like. You should, you should know. know that he's amazing guy. That's why I want to hang out with him. It's, it was really and sweet. It was and the really disgusting sweet. dynamic of a father basically saying to a high school teenage girl, uh, "Yeah, so you're hot as shit. Why do you what want do you... my dumpy yeah. ass son? I mean, like, <laughs> exactly. I get where he's coming from. I think he's worried for, like, he's just worried that Landry's going to get manipulated. Landry. But what he should yeah. have done is when he's like, should I confront this child? Mm-hmm. Or should I just let like take a step back and let my son experience the things that happen to everyone without getting involved. And I think he should have yeah. done that. But um, I did make a note that he ordered a quesadilla burger, which I would like oh, that sounds to great. eat. 
I do think it's interesting that they're at Applebee's when Chili's is so much better. First stop, I'm going post Demi. Chili's, Chili's post Demi. <laughs> post post pandemic. Oh, I thought you meant All like right. Demi. Demi, Demi. Post, I was like, post when, when alive. is post Demi? Well, the morning, when grieve is, him when and is honor Demi him. Yeah. over? <laughs> <laughs> Once he's out of passing. the picture, I can get my ass back <laughs> to go to the place he would hate the most. Um, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That would really honor him. <laughs> um, but yes, Tyra works at the beloved Applebee's. And she does. It's the nicest restaurant in town. Do we want to play that clip? I pulled a time code. Sure. Wait, 30, just kidding. 53. No, I didn't. Did I? I got it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Another disappointing career, Adrian Pilecki. <laughs> yeah, I know she's incredible. Almost I know. I Wonder think she's Woman. She's one of the she, best she, on the show. Is she yeah. technically Southern? I was watching a, a little video she's of hers on Texas. Instagram. Um, but she has somewhat of an accent. I think she's got look something. Yeah, you look it up. We'll play this clip. Okay. I'm gonna have the quesadilla burger. Mm. Right. And uh, a nice tea. That sounds so. All right. So tell me something. Are you and my son? Tell me dating? something. <laughs> um. Well, I I don't know, actually. Cause I have to tell you, uh, I really don't get it. I mean, no disrespect intended, but. Wait, uh, my son is a, a parent, two on a I good day. Understand it. You I mean, are an eleven you on are an every 11. day. You want anyone you want to. What do you want with my kid, Landry? Landry, he's um, he's a wonderful guy. He's smart and kind and he's caring. He's funny and he's really nice to be around. You should know that being his father-in-law. I appreciate that. You want that burger medium or well done? Medium's fine. She kind of shuts him down. He also ordered his burger correctly. Medium's always best. Yeah, I know. I loved I loved her response. Yeah, I did too. Great. And I think, yeah. yeah, she kind of put him in his place. She's like, it's not really okay for you to ask me that. Like, I'm hanging out with him because he's a nice person. Like, Right, sorry. I love, I love these actors so much. Watching this show again today for the first time forever, I thought, am I going to... I don't do this with shows anymore, yeah. but am I going mm-hmm. to rewatch... Friday Night Lights. I think you should. The answer is probably mm-hmm. no. <laughs> like, <laughs> to be I honest. might skip around. I was gonna say, uh, yeah, yeah, like go back it, go go back it to the world in whatever way you want. But there's just it. some that are just so. Oh, it's such a, a a tender show. They really capture something. There's something about the space of it too. The way they shot it, where it's like the actors are existing. It's the documentary style. It's the cinematography. I think they do, and we talk yeah, about this a ton, but. There's just be, this was one of the first shows that really brought some of that power of the documentary storytelling and that style into the like scripted television world. And it's super, super powerful. And I think Which, that people um, were kind of floored by it. And I think that aesthetic, unfortunately, does not translate to parenthood. That they made basically yeah. the same way. Like three cameras and we just go and everyone improvises. And I think Parenthood is so glossy looking and the cast is of course good in its own way. I love Mae Whitman. Mm, uh, we love her. <laughs> I so much. Give her all the awards. And um and Krause. I, I love yeah. him too. I love like all the people in that show. My last yeah. interaction with Krause was drunkenly telling him at a party, I love sports night. It meant a lot to me. And he's like, Thank you. 
and he seemed very <laughs> sweet but like also get the fuck away from me. Uh, yeah i'm sure I'm he was actually, like he didn't seem like get the fuck away from me i, I was like just i shouldn't have talked to him while tipsy maybe. i bet he's kind of shy he's yeah. private he's a shy guy yeah yeah shy yeah, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Shy guy. but no it doesn't translate to parenthood i don't think the parenthood style is too digital looking and too glossy yeah. for it too i agree i, I think yeah. it works in this environment in small town not just texas but like to tell this story in particular it's really 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 well utilized and i think i don't know what the era parent of friday night lights is like what the 2021 equivalent i don't think there is one a a community captured with love and warmth and respect and empathy honestly i can only compare it to to parks and rec where it's a show about people who care about each other Mm -hmm. and i think that that's Mm -hmm. rare but that's really just a small element i well there's like nice core stuff right like parks and rec is like the sort of the kind of be kind, like Shit's Creek is about kindness. If yes, Dan right. Levy, but Parks and Rec was kind not of a, a nice person in real like. life, or you know, like everyone's doing yeah. like their version of that. But I yeah. guess I yeah. just mean something that feels. Oh my, you know, I was I was actually thinking too of not the television series, but the movie Nashville from 1975, mm, the Robert Altman film, in which there's a lot of it's shot very differently, but it is shot similarly in the sense of. It just feels like capturing life and yeah. a lot of ad lib. You know, a lot his of style kind of reminds me of this. Well, this should remind of that because he's more famous. But it's like um, I think one of the elements that made Robert Redford films super powerful. I think mm. like A River Runs Through It has this sort of element where you have to be Isn't telling. Yeah. Oh, is it? It is in my opinion, his sexiest movie. My God. Um, But I think that story-wise, you're going into this small part of the world and getting a really intimate look at people who live a very certain lifestyle. And they do a lot of similar camera work and storytelling in that way, I think, in A River Runs Through It. You know, I guess Nomadland kind of reminds me of this show as well. I need to watch that. I haven't watched it yet. My friends just watched it, though. it's supposed to be amazing. Um, but yeah, it's a really, I think it's a really interesting slice of the TV world. And I don't think that anybody's really replicated. And I don't know if it would land in today's world. It barely landed in 2007. But yeah. Well, no, the, they would do a pilot episode and all the kids would get CT at the same time. And it would be <laughs> one and done. <laughs> Was there were, were there any queer characters on the show? Were there any gay people on the show? In Friday Night Lights? I honestly don't think there was one. I feel no, no, like no. that would be yeah. so interesting to explore. Because that's yeah, what I loved I about freaking Very Sad Now, given the all the scandal come out of it. But Cheer. Cheer, the documentary mm. series yeah. on oh, Netflix, yeah. so reminded me of FNL. Yes. But then the thing that was such the X factor and, rep- and 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 was so authentic to the lives of kids I knew growing up mm-hmm. was how many queer kids were in it too. And queer mm, kids yeah. existing in Texas, yeah. which liberals can tweet all they want like, oh, well, Texas, you asked for this. Uh, your governor's going to kill you, LOL, or whatever they're <laughs> tweeting now. Like, and, and full erasure of all the different kinds of identities that yes. have to exist yeah. in a state so huge. So yeah. it kind of reminded me of that. Yeah. That show, I'm sure, is like probably horrible to rewatch now because jerry is a little yeah, child pornographer which sucks so I'm, bad i didn't watch it before that came out and now i feel like okay. i don't want to oh yeah yeah i really connected with cheer i mean because i think it it yeah it combined my worlds of like 
my theater experience in Texas with probably the most diverse culture in Texas that I was a part of. And then also just the competitive cheer and the sports aspect all in Texas. It was like Mm -hmm. a coalescence of all of it. Mm -hmm. And yeah, Carly, they like interview, they also interview the family and it's just like really intimate. And I was like bawling at the end. Like it's, it's really, really well well produced and very, a really cool representation of Texas. I think that would have been an interesting thing to explore, but I do think that Friday night lights does a great job of digging deep into some storylines that other shows were too scared to do at that time. Like they dig, True. they dig into race and mental health. Like there's a, they, they do abortion later. Yeah. They, they do. They tackle deal with some, some things, things that's, that I think. No are, pun intended. Yeah. Speaking of tackling, yeah. we have our first game yes, of, the season. of season two and yes. mean coach is not thriving. I know. And then I said, coach Taylor shows up like a hungover, a strange dad. He's like, Looks so ragged. It's just like energy. (laughs) Yes, right. Bad buddy vibes. This is when Coach McGregor has that horrible line. What he says, Jason is giving him advice the whole time because they're losing and the team is falling apart. And Jason literally played on this team with these people and has played against the other teams. Anyways, obviously should be taking his advice and is not. And he says, I don't need advice from the team mascot. Mm, yeah, which is brutal. just wicked, brutal. But I'll do a little monsplain. Yeah, let's do it to um, show explain the final play, which I, it was very obvious. I have nothing to dig into. They just did a trick play where they um, hiked the ball to the running back, running smash back, instead of y'all. to Mac, and they didn't even tell Matt. <laughs> so it was even yeah. a surprise play to him, which was shitty. And then they won the game. And then Matt tackles Smash. Poor Matt. He's just not having a good... I know. He's not having a good day. Matt is but struggling. But he's got a sexy back rub when he gets home waiting yeah, for him. Yeah, he's got yeah. a maid waiting for him at yeah. home. Yeah, hello. Yes. Also, to clean his clock. <laughs> I, <laughs> I did this last episode, but I want to make sure that we avoid calling her a maid because I accidentally yes, did it last she episode. she is a nurse. And I saw it all over the internet as well. But she is a trained nurse professional and... She yes. does make it very clear in this episode that she will not do your laundry, Kevin. And she's not a maid. Oh, I'm sorry. Right. I was saying the word maid, M-A-D-E, because she's got right, it right, made. Right. I wasn't using <laughs> it in the regressive I'm way. sorry. That was, Carly, that was you assuming. Um, so I think you should apologize as well. I made an ass out of you and me. And I accept your apology. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fine. By, Fine. The Fine. 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 Um, but yeah, he comes home to little Carlota and she yeah. is... She sings on the little moves. Song. Yeah. She's horny. She, she is. is. She's like, a horny girl. girl. <laughs> she's like Tim. She's like, can you feel it? <laughs> I feel oh it. Um, I feel Matt's it. like, I, I, I feel it too. I feel it. Gra- grandma's up eating her tapioca. <laughs> we don't get any Lorraine, except for at the game. Yeah. Lorraine. Lorraine, 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 Lorraine. And then the other Lorraine. time I laughed at. Sorry. Oh, in real life, Jolene. Carlotta's pregnant with her first child right now. Oh, That's congrats, cool. Carlotta. We yeah. hope it goes well. Amazing. Is it? I. <laughs> the other part that I laughed at was when Jason throws the beer at Tim's door. Yes. Tim's like, and you could have like, knocked. And he, like, and he like jumps up and he has like chips oh, all yeah, over him. I wrote. It's perfect. Tim on the couch with a bag of puffs is a vibe. Yeah. <laughs> it was pretty much me in and quarantine. It was just, it was perfect. It just encapsulated their friendship where he's like, you were the worst and I hate you. And Tim's like, 
Can I come? I know. <laughs> and then, of like, course, no sure. one's going to come on such a stupid venture with him but Tim. Except for Tim. Yeah. And we all have those friends that drive us crazy, but they will do anything for us. That feeling when you got to go south of the border for some shark blood. When you need that good shark blood. And you know the friend that you can call and they will say, who are you going to call? Unreal. What happened to, I mean, have the writers officially acknowledged the audacity of season two? (laughs) I don't know, but they should be, make a public apology. But three feels like a, like a course correction, right? Yeah. Three's great. Yeah. Yeah. Two, and there's still two, good stuff to two. Two is a, it's a sophomore year. I, I like two. I mean, there are storylines that I don't like. Um, of course. But I think that when you look at it as a whole, there are really meaty elements to it that are entertaining. But I think for the most part, this is the part that's, this is difficult to watch. And like we talked about last episode uh, with mm-hmm. Ben is that, all of our characters are in places that we don't want them to be right now. So it's particularly difficult. Like we want coach to be back. We Matt and Julie, like we didn't want them to break up. We don't want to see them with other people. And like, these are designed poorly, but designed to frustrate us right now as they change and unravel these characters so that they can tell different stories. So like part of it is a mechanism that I understand. I don't love it, but I can see past it. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, it, it just felt like a different kind of show. It felt it, so totally than it's what the show different. actually is. Yeah. Yeah. Also, big shouts out to one of the things I only things I could think while rewatching this. Uh the football town night sketch from Inside Amy Schumer. Oh which yes. I feel like I feel like is a true master class in sketch writing. It, it seriously uses, is. It's beautiful. It uses the aesthetics of FNL. Uh, as like the skin of it, it has a POV. The ending is funny. It has escalating jokes within it. It's celebrity cast out with Josh Charles is funny and good. Yeah. It's yeah. And he so does excellent. the like coach Taylor. Fight. And yeah, I like, still, my yeah. friend Chelsea and I still say to each other, ain't it good to be the coach? <laughs> yes. Ain't it good to be the coach? <laughs> hey, coach. Oh, it's yes. So good. We love that sketch. It's amazing. And then she's like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's the best. Okay. So, so Tammy good. time. I loved at the yeah. end of this episode, her, mm-hmm. her, I mean, she always kills it, but her emotional moment, the way that she delivered it was so powerful. It's just like quietly, like I hit Julie and then she melts down and that was it. Yeah. That was like, that, those were the only lines they exchanged about it. And yeah. she did amazing. I thought it was super powerful. Any moment, any time that they're, the two of them are on screen, it floors me. But this is when we see, I, I think- Eric make the like this is where Buddy gets proved right. And yes. Buddy was telling oh, him your family's falling so, apart. Your family's so falling apart. Out of his mind and kind of dirty what Buddy's doing where it's I like yeah. I guess he's a friend. He's such a little shysty. He is like um he's like the little finger of this show yes. in some ways. <laughs> he's sort of sure. the, I don't know what what the best yeah. comp is, uh, but even, I mean, I guess he's, he's nicer than Littlefinger. He's, he's like oh, a, people, not he's completely... like a beloved, a beloved idiot kind of, but he has more puppet mastering capabilities than people give him credit for. And, but it's just yeah. like this, this man <clears throat> is so invested in this high school football team that he's now getting involved in the personal life of the former coach and saying like, well, really, this is about your marriage actually. And it's like, I guess he's right. He is it, kind it of. It feels so wild. Yeah, and it is that yeah. so, 
I guess that lack of boundaries feels authentic to the Texan experience in a lot of ways. Where <laughs> I the, think yeah. it feels... Truly, like in the like everything is personal. There's no line. There's no. I mean, it's kind of true. No, I think it tracks perfectly to like just Buddy being, you know, it it being genuine concern for Eric, his good friend, but also being slimy and yeah. using it to get him back to the football team. It's kind of a dual purpose that works for buddy's character because he's yeah. like shady but we also love him and he also genuinely cares about right and i think contextually yeah. it tracks because he has nothing else we've watched him in decline for the last couple of episodes and sort of hit rock bottom and i think it's believable that he would just latch on to the idea of trying to make things like they were when i was happy last yeah and yeah yeah i think he's sense. just throwing all of himself at that because he has literally nothing else he's sleeping at his desk in his office he has <laughs> nothing else to do other than <laughs> figure out to live for how to make a change in his environment um and he feels like he he finally like caught a break with mcgregor making tim mm. pass out on the field he has like a legal um stance now basically he has legal ammo yeah yeah he's got a foothold um okay i the last clip I would love to play is yes. after Jason throws the beer bottle at the door in his little speech. Yes. And he's like, uh, you say I'm a bad coach. Like, I thought it was cute and really I know. sweet. Uh, it's like, I'm, I'm not a bad awesome coach. coach. Great coach. <laughs> yeah. It was right, just very, it was very Jason reminded me of why he was ever with Lila. Cause they're both such a glass of milk. I know. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Found I know, dead shots. in a ditch. It's the only reason I'm here. And to put an end to this so-called friendship that we got. I cooked the team tonight. And I didn't want you to think for one second I had anything to do with the fact that you told me I suck as a coach. Because, hey, I don't care what you think. I had to do with the shark. I don't suck. Shark. I'm an awesome coach. It's just with McGregor around, there's not a whole hell of a lot for me to do. That's good, because I got more important things to do. I'm going to Mexico. I'm going to have surgery. I'll probably be walking next time you see me. So you better look out because the first thing I'm going to do is walk Shark over here so I can wow. kick your ass. Because you are the worst and stupidest friend that, that a guy could ever have in this world. Pretty much hate your guts right now. I'm so disgusted in you. <laughs> I'm disappointed. Mexico, huh? Mm, love the cicadas. <laughs> I know we love those cicadas. Oh, I miss cicadas. I miss those kind of. I miss. You kind of miss them. It's just yeah. kind of a like kind of. Well, also, it's yeah. like a trigger too. I'm about to get eaten by mosquitoes and be <laughs> hot and true. sweaty. True. It does sound like bug degrees and nine o'clock at night. Yeah. 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 Yes. <laughs> and I'm still sweating, and it's mm-hmm. ten o'clock. Mm-hmm. Yep. But I I did love this. It was very very Jason and yeah. uh, just such a mild <laughs> way to express himself i guess he's just like you're the stupidest <laughs> friend ever like it was just very jason it reminded me of well, it, was of so, it was so parental comic. he's like i'm so disappointed and yeah. i can't even look at your face i know but i think that tracks he's like confused jason was like are you coach or friend i think you're having trouble with that boundary with what you're trying to tell me yeah yeah and i think he was still kind of playing both sides of that but mm-hmm. so did tim skip the game too. I know he skipped practice, but I think he skipped the game. I guess, yeah. yeah that was I what I so. gathered. Yeah. So yeah, Jason, yeah. And I love Tim is just like doesn't respond to anything that Jason said except Mexico. Mexico. Did I hear you? And he hands him a beer and he's like, no, like, I'm 
driving and also i'm 12 no i'm 12 or 17 whatever but i'm 17 and he's just like jacked out of his mind and (laughs) his beard is going yeah seriously i don't think there were any guys at our high school that looked like that new but yeah that was a super adorable jason moment and we find out he did quit the team which i thought yeah was good we didn't need to see that happen i thought it was a good way to just kind of exactly just yeah and just kind of move his character along because obviously that wasn't going to be his end his end game right it's going to be the sharks arc his 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 arc is shark his character shark arc (laughs) (laughs) lol um, All right. And yeah, then we wrap up with I, I did love Tyra or well, Eric coming to Buddy's oh, Buddy's yeah. asleep on his arms at his <laughs> desk. But I love Coach yes. knocked and as Buddy's going to get him at the door. He's like, yes, because he knows he goes, he's yes. like that. That yeah. was pretty cute. He's got he's like, you got a drink for me. He's like, yes, I uh, do. Yes, I do. Yeah. And so they're going yeah. to the host boys are back an in insurrection. <laughs> A word we I all love now. I just knew so many relationships like that in Texas between... Totally. Like, yeah. The father with no boundaries who may or may not even have a kid on the team and then the coach. Yes. Gosh. The I didn't know any on... coaches as cool as Taylor, though. Like, all the coaches I knew eventually no. turned out no. to suck. We all know how we, I feel about our high school. Yeah, we've coach. gotten into the coaches at our high school before. Yes, he, um, he also did theater and was in our... Like within our sometimes? shows, yeah. As like a forty year old, it was very strange. Wait, would you have to like Kirk. kiss him and stuff? Yeah, we had to like make no, yeah. thank God. No, but, but he did. He was there was when we were played, seniors. He played Gaston in the yeah. middle school play. Yeah, that happened. Strange, oh, strange. I like Let, Gaston. Oh my right. back. Let me and he just, talks about how hairy he is, and we were like, PSA: high schools, middle schools. If you can't find a young student male or not male, with a voice deep enough to hit the notes, do a different musical. Don't just have a yes. teacher or coach step in. Everyone hates it. We hate to or watch it. We key. hate to be in it. <laughs> he would totally yeah. be canceled now. Or just, now. you know, let's Thank do a God. little transition here. Transposition. Yeah. Ooh, it's been a while. Or just do Little Women. Transpose. Anyway. Yeah, transposition. Okay, I know. You're good. Sure, sure, sure. sure. Good, 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 good. Transubstantiation, that's what you meant. Mm-hmm. Yes, that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, that's a wrap. I also did not have any fashion notes for this episode. Honestly, there, no, there really All wasn't I had was some um, Lila's white bralette. Oh, looked she did nice look. Yeah, her. she looked. She looked that kind of saucy it. and tan as we uh-huh. we caught a glimpse of her as she was changing. Here's a different yes. thing. I mean, and I know she's 27 when the show's being shot, but the difference between watching this as a 16, 15 year old kid versus a grown adult in your 20s or 30s. It's like when you watch these dramas and they do show shots like that, it's like ostensibly you're showing me a child <laughs> in their underwear. Yeah, I know. We talk about. I kind of don't want it. Yeah, I like don't Car- Carlota it. Yeah. and the neighbor girl who's now sleeping with Billy, who's age appropriate, but was mm-hmm. sleeping with Tim. Like these are high school kids. Yeah. These are children. And Remember they just don't even we comment on it. We were like babies. Right. You're making me complicit in a culture I want no part of. Right. I want to be excluded. But there have been a a number of moments, though, 
to redeem the show a little bit where Mm. there were opportunities where a show nowadays or maybe not like now now but at least a few years ago would have over sexualized that moment and they choose not to like there's a like the time specifically i'm thinking of is when lila's on on a run and they could have very easily put her in like some booty shorts and a tank top and they put her in a nice like high neck Like something a girl would actually, yeah, in a nice zip up footy pajama situation. Um, No, but they don't, they don't overly exploit. Yeah. And it's one of those where it's like, I would have worn that in high school. And it's just another way that people can connect more to these characters. And it's just another element of authenticity. I think that they Mm -hmm. don't choose very often to sexualize or to put these characters in clothes that are crazy. Although Julie's booby shirts her a little but she just has really big But it makes sense boobs. for where she's at right now and like in true. her characters. She's trying to oh, sure. line that dinged when when Buddy said your daughter's running around wearing clothes <laughs> she shouldn't be wearing. And Buddy. I'm like, Buddy, Buddy why are you noticing the clothes yeah, she's don't wearing? Examine yeah. what she's wearing. Okay, actually right. the last thing before we wrap up that we didn't talk about was the Tammy mm. Julie fight. Oh, true. Oh, the prequel to the slap, yes. Yes. Right, 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 right. That um, was this is an intense scene. That was intense. I think it yeah. was really spot on, though. I think that yeah. we've all at least had one horrible mother fight. Oh, boy. But yeah, I thought this scene was really authentic. And yeah, they're at a breaking point. Yeah. And I felt for Tammy. I mean, I, I've i had this moment. I'm not a mom, so I haven't had it authentically. But I've had this moment nannying sometimes where you just come to the realization where you're like, I cannot force this kid to do anything without physically grabbing them. Like, like yeah. if you're ever in a thing with a toddler, like when they are actually like in full tantrum, um, mm-hmm. there's no other way you can control your child. And you're like, how do I not grab this? And she's like grabbing her, pulling out of the car. And I don't know if I would do anything different if, as a mom, if I was like in that desperate of a spot, sometimes you're just like, what can I do? But force physically this to happen and with they're like truly not listening to you so i thought it was like a really powerful moment this is why i'm not going to be a mother exactly kevin's made the amazing decision to to not be a mother (laughs) connie Brynn, a mother in real life she adopted a child but who is going to co-parent with her is she happy does she have love in her life right let's ask her well, you know what? That's Truly, very like, private. Very private with the dating yeah. stuff. Not. I wonder. I respect she, that. Mm-hmm. Of course, no. And if I was in the same position, that's what I would want to do. Same. Right. That's really and hard, though. Props to her, but I wonder. I, I I hope she's satisfied as far as all that goes. I hope yeah. she's being satisfied sexually. Can't be. A, mm, oh, sure. oh, yes, and sexually as well. That's why. <laughs> and emotionally too. You know. Yes, and emotionally. Hope and, she's getting it on the reg. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. That always like was one of the things I loved so much about Lauren Graham. I'm like, how does she play a mom so well without being one? It's crazy. Yeah, but Incredible. yeah, this was a powerful mother daughter moment. Clearly a breaking point, and one that is indicating to us that Daddy Eric will be home soon. Y'all's Daddy's coming home. Daddy's coming home, y'all. <laughs> T God, been missing that yeah. boy. I know. Well, well. Shall Gee we God, read? what's this? <laughs> oh, something is thank. So, <laughs> something oh, maybe that's just got it. <laughs> is that something that just my friend and I text each other? Possibly. T God. Yeah, I mean, I don't T-God. say that, but I, I, I got what you meant. I haven't seen T-God this on Twitter. T God. I got okay. it. 
Well, shall we rate the app? Let's do it. Let's do it. Kevin, this will also feel very familiar. You must pick something from the show. You must. To apply to your rating. Wow. To apply to your rating. So this is what it feels like to be a guest on Gilmore Guys. Yes. (laughs) How does it feel? It's three hours. Kevin's Kevin's first guest appearance on his own show. Right. As he said, the crossover event of the century. He's like, I'm exhausted and need a nap and feel a little sick. Yeah, that's about how you should feel as you exit our show Oh my God. You've been Gilmore Guide. You've been Gilmore Guide. (laughs) And that's a reference I get, of course, because I know know you've never seen Gilmore. I haven't watched it since we ended. I don't know. I'm sure you can. Yeah. It might be done. I don't know. I, I have. I've never stopped. Maybe like 10 years from now, maybe, yeah, yeah. or maybe when yeah. one of them dies, you know? Um, <laughs> maybe. Which will probably birthday, be in like Kelly 10 Bishop. years. Yeah. Graham's like 90. <laughs> True. Kevin, right. do you want to rape first? Yeah. Why and, uh, not? Since uh, you know so, the drill. Uh, put you on the spot. Yeah. seven and a half out of 10 slappy dappies. Nice. Um, <laughs> Love slappy it. dappies. And, and, and it's probably a little bit high. If I saw it in context of the show... And of right. the season, I would probably yeah. rate it lower. But coming back home to this spiritually felt so good and filled me with such warmth for being in a small town we call mm. Dylan. There's not another Dylan. show like this. There's not another show with such care in every square inch of it. Ingrain, mm. Every grain. And authenticity. And every camera jiggle. In the same way as Friday Night Lights. And is it mostly white? Yes. Is it mostly male? Yes. But so am I. So I love it. (laughs) (laughs) So I really identify with it. Representation. Representation. The Francis McDormand speech. We all know what I'm talking about. (laughs) We know it. Um, (gasps) I am going to rate it lower within context of this show and where we're at. I I did enjoy this episode. It did feel a little fillery to me. Like last episode, they packed Clinton. so a little mm. fillery Clinton to me. And Pokemon go to Dylan High School. Pokemon go to the polls. I just feel like they packed so much into the la- the end of the last episode that it makes me wonder why we didn't just stretch some of those stories into this episode because there just wasn't like a ton going on, and it seemed a little off balance to me, I guess, with just contextually with what's been going down. Yeah. So it was a teeny bit fillery, but it had moments I really enjoyed. I, I did. I'm glad that the Julie and the Swede plot is moving forwards. I can't really tell if that's like relief that we're like getting just closer to the end of it, or if I'm like enjoying just seeing more of that tragic storyline. Not sure, but Either way, Um, we're moving, we're starting to get past the murder and into a little bit more Landry and Tyra. So I I am glad of that and glad to see a little bit more of Landry's parents. And um, yeah, I think I I most enjoyed Buddy and Matt's storylines in this episode and kind of where they are, uh, where their trajectories are headed. And I think that right now they're sort of rooting. They're they're the one. Their storylines are the most tonally accurate, writing wise. I think to what we're mm-hmm. used to from the show. So right now their storylines sort of are feeling more natural versus the other ones are. We're kind of like, all right, let's let's get past this 
phase. So overall, I enjoyed it, but it was not my favorite. I'm going to give it a 6 out of 10. I should have thought of my thing before. Mm, 6 out of 10 quesadilla burgers. Mm. Yeah. Yum. Yum. Yummy. Yum. Yummy. I am also going to give it a 6 out of 10. I, yeah, starting this season, I, with such a low bar, I've really enjoyed the first two episodes of this. Um, just knowing what happens and how all of these things rebuild after falling apart. But this episode felt particularly chaotic to me and fillery and just kind of like, okay, like, it's, yeah, things are exploding, but we're also kind of bringing things back to where they're going to be. And I'm just kind of ready to get there. And that's how I feel yeah. at this juncture. But this I do juncture. agree with you. I I loved the buddy and Eric stuff. I love that we're getting the boys back in town. I, I really enjoyed just Tyra's response to Landry's dad at Applebee's. I mean, there were just like little moments that were really sweet and genuine, but just yeah. as a whole, it just felt really chaotic. And I do love... And probably my other favorite part was Jason and Tim. Their um, interaction was just so was actually tonally accurate and just relationally accurate to how they are for each other and who they are to each other. So I'm going to give this a six out of 10 shark arcs. Shark arcs. He looks like he's doing a Holly Hunter impression. He's doing an (laughs) elephant man impression in the Broadway play, the elephant man. Obviously. Topical reference. (laughs) <laughs> so topical yeah. so uh, topical sure yeah right. okay sure. <laughs> nice topical reference whose line is that uh zach to gill no it's actually wait oh no it's, it's brian no it's zach. no yes it's zach it, is, about gill. it is zach to gill i nice was right Monica. the first time That's right. yes okay nice nice anywho that is yeah and when we first meet old i'm gill uh I'm Gil. Wow, now I am doing Gilmore Guys again. I know. You're like, wait, where am I? (laughs) This isn't even just because you're here. In our our regular episodes, we float seamlessly in and out of Gilmore quotes. That's normal for us. Gilmore Parks office, Friday Night Lights. Oh, our buddy. All together. (laughs) Oh my gosh, his teeth are so scary. Love it. All righty. Well... We've got a lot to unpack next episode. And uh, we yeah. do. <laughs> There's the representation we needed. Exactly. <laughs> a lot wow. to unpack for next episode. We'll get into my Zoom background. Let's not say what it is. Mm-hmm. We do, we do. Yeah, we are doing uh, no aggressive spoilies. So we won't no, tell no. you all about no next episode, but spoilies. definitely watch it. Please don't. That would make me cry. Yes. Right. Yeah, because you're going to rewatch those. Exactly. I think I might, honestly. Oh, Kevin, fun fact. Margot Martindale went to our church in New York. She's kind of a family friend. Wait, is she a Christian? Yeah. Wait, for real? I know. Yeah. Wait, is she, she's one York? of those like underground, huh? In New York, she went to your church? Yeah. Because I... I also grew up in New York. <laughs> I adore her I know. wait a minute and okay. she's got everything we're always like oh my god there's margo like just like in everything oh she freaking books she's literally in everything she books hard and she's <laughs> yeah. never bad always good no yeah Aww. she's incredible oh my god and she's a nice yeah. lady to you in real life yes yeah like my Aww. mom and her aren't like always chatting but like they'll like check in and they'll um, check in 
Yeah, or oh, I mean, God. she'll check in with Margo. Dream GCF yeah. guest, Margot Martindale. That just showed up to Ooh, the top yeah. of the list. Well, here's okay. your connect. Let's make it happen. Yeah. Let's make it happen. There's a great video of uh, that her and Tiffany Haddish took on the set of The Kitchen, a movie that came out that no one saw and the people who did did not like. But it's a period movie, Is I that think, that? That taking place oh, in no, the I'm 60s or show. 70s. It's Tiffany Haddish, Melissa McCarthy, and Elizabeth Moss. It's a really strange oh, movie that no one's never seen. And there's a video that Tiffany Haddish took where she's going up to order something from the counter from Margo. And she's like, I like a hot dog. And Margo goes, what are you black? And she goes, yes, ma'am. And that's the video. (laughs) And then they laugh at each other. (laughs) What what are you black? (laughs) Yes, ma'am. I can so picture. That's a good impersonation. Oh. What are you, black? Well, what are you, nice. black? Margot Martindale. I was in August, Osage County. Oh. Elizabeth on The Americans. I'm talking I might to need you. I to rewatch that. Ooh, The Americans is one I might binge. Okay, might be another. Great finale. I, everyone okay. says that it's really good. I started it with my parents years ago and watched the pilot, and I literally thought it was the worst thing I've ever seen. Does it get better than the pilot or the first it's few episodes? It's not the worst thing you've ever seen. Come no. on. It was one of the worst things I've ever seen. I didn't seen. love Why? the pilot either. I don't. Maybe the, I mean, the worst thing you've ever seen. How old were you when you watched the pilot? It was like two years ago. <laughs> Wait, but oh, maybe I, I was stoned or something, oh. but. I, oh my God. Oh my God. You were. You do. But I don't think I was when I watched that because I was with my parents. I don't think the Americans is for everybody. I don't think you're messed up for not enjoying but it. I, but I think th- it, I thought that pilot was good, though. Really? Man, yeah. I, when I need like, to go back and rewatch it. I just when feel they're like bone zoning so- and rekindling their marriage to In the Air Tonight by Phil Collins in the back of the car. Mm, yeah. That is television history. Yeah. When they are doing that opening mission to Tusk by Fleetwood Mac, that's television. <laughs> I need to rewatch you- it and remember what I hated about it. I just feel like it was. I don't like, I can't, I can't remember why I hated it. I, I think that it just felt like really bad dialogue. They were just like, okay, now we'll go into the They're Russian. The American English is their second language. What are you, Russian? Why are you Russian? Okay, that's a full circle. All right, good night, guys. Full circle. I was just going to say thank you, yes. KTP, for oh, coming to me. on. Oh, thanks for having the me. The show, this Oh my God, so is that fun. John Hamm? What a fun time. Yes, this the is one a with fun braces. time. In fact, yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Middle part. God, he's he can be still Gen hot. Z. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Um, yes, well, thanks yeah, for joining so us fun. for this hey, pop we did culture it, Joe. Gilmore we did it. FNL sesh. We did it, Yes, <laughs> we did it, Joe. <laughs> oh, Mamala. What a fun time. Mamala. 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 We've been yes, recording Kevin. for two hours and 42 minutes. I know. I yeah. told my friends I had meet back up with them. They're like, are you done? I'm like, mm-mm. No. Is this typical? This is longer than normal. This is longer. We've been Wait, chatting. oh no. Am I the problem? Oh no. no. I'm like, why is every podcast I'm on so long? <laughs> What's everyone's problem? I'm like, Kevin, you're it's, the problem. It's okay. You. you can be our trolley. It was you exactly. all along. It was you. Right. Oh my Look God. in the mirror. The sawdust in your own eye. Or no, is it the sawdust or the plank? Plank in the speck. The plank in yeah. the speck. Yeah, yeah, a la yeah. God's spell. Mm. Well, all yes. of the Bible. <laughs> well, I know. A la God's spell. Thank you. Uh, I gotta, you know, I from, that. You know Jesus, you know from that God's guy from spell. God's spell. From Joseph and the Tenth. <laughs> you know Jesus. <laughs> so many things are happening. I know. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs>
<laughs> oh boy. All right. We love you. Keep watching the show. We'll have you back. Yes. Are you talking to me? Yeah. <laughs> I know that's wow. not like you were talking to our listeners. Hi, oh, Kevin. We love you. Bye. Well, <laughs> yeah, Kevin, we do you want to do you want to tell people where they can follow you? You know, because we have such a bigger audience than you do, we could like really elevate you. This is going to change podcast. things. This is it. I've been this in a bit of a rut. This is yeah. well, this is your break. Me. I appreciate yep. this. Congrats. <laughs> Texas forever. Okay, yes. great. Well, no. follow me at Kevin T. Porter on Parlor and Letterboxd <laughs> and Twitter and Instagram. Not Facebook, though, but definitely Parlor. No, 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 no. You can listen no. to Good Christian Fun uh, yes. wherever you get your podcasts and listen Love to it. more delirious talk, I guess. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, Demi and I recently put out an episode of a podcast that we tried to do with Bruce Springsteen and Barack Obama. Yes, and, um, I've listened to it, so it didn't much. end up working out and we put it out anyway because we were excited to work with our heroes, even though it went a little south. But we put that up in the Gilmore Guys feed if you want to um, listen. Love to it. It's really of the moment, even though Gilmore Guys was canceled. Too bad. It was canceled because of that whole, you know, thing. Yeah. 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 Because because yeah. uh, Amy Sherman Palladino got me too. Right. <laughs> <laughs> she abused one of her hats. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> the hats were like. <laughs> so like rose wrote up this long her. note, charisma carpenter style, like on the set of oh Bunheads. Amy Sherman wore me out. She wore me too much. She literally just wore me. And too then she much. wrote too me much. off. Then I she started used. playing favorites with all the other hats. She never gave me any mothballs in the winter time. Nope. <laughs> oh boy, me too. The hats. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, it's all going straight to Lauren. Oh my God. Yes. Yes. You can follow us at TX Forever Pod everywhere. You can follow me at Monica Moser on both Twitter and Instagram. And who cares about Facebook? Carly, where can people find you? You can find me on Instagram. And that's it. <laughs> and <laughs> it's, but it's not, what is it? Cool.cactus.media. <laughs> Um, uh-huh. and yes, please also write some more iTunes reviews. We'll read them out on the yes. show. We love them. Mm-hmm. Keep them coming. You can also follow us on Facebook, TX forever. And please do repost all the episodes there. It's an easy way to keep up. We also post cool Friday night lights type stuff and questions and polls in our Facebook group, Friday night lights, yeah. Panther pride. So join it. yeah, join us for some swell content. Otherwise we will see you next Friday in Mexico? Sure. Yeah. Ah. Uh-huh. <laughs> we'll be podcasting live from Mexico. All right, Kevin, I kind of want you to say clear eyes and then Carly, you say full hearts and then we'll all say can't lose. Let's all right, it. let's do it. Clear hearts. Full butts. Can't, can't lose. Can't fart. Great job, guys. <laughs> that was good. Wow, that was the best one. Best. You did yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bye, Bye, guys. All my friends were vampires. Didn't know they were vampires. Turns out I was a vampire myself in the devil town.